Blog Talk Radio. Use the 
like raccoons or skunks But back to the regular schedule program The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven At 11-11, emerge at the other end Of those meditation portals And elevated walk tools Even some abort tools Any questions, comments or concerns Press 1 To everyone else Thanks for attending another session I'm pleased to teach but it's an honor to learn Certainly Courtesy of KTL University Oh please don't be frightened I'm terribly sorry about this You are Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is Nova Led Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, the Brother Blue Pill. Yes, indeed. Very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. All right? Family, welcome back to another monumental episode of Nova Led Radio. Okay, I'm so glad to be back in the building with the family. I'm excited. Don't know what to do with myself. I'm going to do about 50 push-ups in a second, 50 in a clip. You know what I'm saying? I'm feeling that excited. KTL is in the ATL, you know, and uh, once we get back on this grid, once we get back into our second home, it's almost like we don't know how to act. It does something totally different for the magnetic field around this whole KTL platform. So shout-out to the A-Town. Shout-out to the the family that's out here, you know, all points surrounding the city. There's a lot of people out here hiding out. Shout-out to all of you people hiding out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, um, you know, shout-out to the family that's everywhere, all points you know what I'm saying, statewide, all points across the pond, everywhere on the globe, you know what I'm saying, everywhere that this transmission is received, everywhere that our voice is heard, we want to give a shout-out to the family, all right? Yes, sir. We are back. Monumental episode. Let me go to the call line, bring in my co-host so we can Unify and unite our twin powers. Call it from the three four seven. Shoot. Peace, peace, peace. Peace. Yes, sir. To know the last radio. Peace to the family. Here's your brother Richard, live and direct. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Give me a minute. Let me put this hoodie on. Hold on. Uh-huh. Back in the building. Building. You know, take this time out, family. You know, as we always do around this time, update your statuses, send a tweet out, put it on your Instagram, mass text your friend, knock on your neighbor's door, Put up a smoke signal. Whatever it is that you need to do, let the family know that we're here. We're in the building. 
KTL Radio is live and direct. You know what I'm saying? Still got people, I encounter people in the streets every day to be like, yo, I love the program. We've been listening to y'all, like, religiously. And they be like, yo, I said, I still be running into people that be like, yo, I love the program. I be listening to y'all religiously, son. They be like, yo, what day you come on again? Like, Monday and Wednesday? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they totally misconstrued. Yeah. No? Yeah. Yeah. Tuesdays and Fridays, family, 9 p.m. It's been like that for for February. But, you know, it's a lot of different programs on Blog Talk. So it's understandable people could get it mixed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But nonetheless, it's Tuesday and Friday's family, 9 p.m. until. So we're here. We're in the building. The signal is up. The show is on. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Come over and join us. This will be monumental. promise you that. All right? So, what's good with you? How was your weekend? Oh, man. Weekend was everything I expected it to be. You know what I'm saying? Which was monumental, epic. You know what I mean? Eye-opening, you know, uh, spirit, spirit lifting, you know, all things of that nature. Uh, empowering, yes There you go, empowering I was honored to be in the presence Of my brothers and sisters In Jacksonville, Florida At the summit of the moors You know um, You know, to be honest with you There could have been more moors out there But we know that the moors are going through This passive uh, phase right now There's a lot of moors going through Their passive phase And, um, you know, that's on them but for the brothers and sisters that did make it out there, for the Moors who did show up, I want to give you one. I want to salute every single one of you, beautiful brothers and sisters. I, I met family members. I met brothers and sisters from out of the country, from out of state. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the brother who came all the way from Germany. Salute to you, uh, my brother Ishmael Bay, Mother's uh, Child, brother Sandiata, uh, Diallo Sekou, um Brother uh, Tahaka, brother Tahaka, um, bless you. What's what my what's my brother's name that was in the crib with us with with brother Sekou? Um, what's my brother's name again, man? Slips me us. Was it sticks? My brother Shock from Lions Den. Family, you know. Oh, Lions Den, yeah, man. Salute to you. That brother rolled out the red carpet. He's a master artist. I look forward to doing some work with him in the very near future. Um, you know, the the list is endless. You know what I'm saying? The list is endless. Uh, those were the participants. Those were the brothers and sisters to help this thing go forward. Um, I want to give a shout out to the family that came out, the audience members. Who uh you know the different temples that showed up, salute to everybody, you know what I mean. Salute to the Masons, you know what I'm saying. Salute to my Prince Hall Masons, you know what I'm saying. Uh, they had a convention directly next door, like family, like 
five feet away from where we were. We were wait, hold on, let's go back. We were in a hotel, okay? We were in a nice hotel. Nice yeah, hotel. I mean, yeah, if if if, yeah, if you're gonna do it, do it right. They were trying us. You know what I'm saying? They had a Shrine Convention convention and they had the Eastern Stars that was next to it. So, you know. That wasn't Prince Hall? Yeah. Nah, that wasn't Prince Hall. Oh, okay. Oh, well, the Shriners, the brothers and sisters from the Shriners organization, um, as a, what makes matters even more interesting is uh, I got to run into one of my brothers, okay, one of my day one brother named Benji, all right, from out of Sheepshead Bay high school days back in the, in the 90s. This brother was on the front line with us, you know what I'm saying? And the, uh, this, was the, uh, this, was, this was that post-crack era, you know what I mean, where brothers and sisters was at war with each other, you know what I mean? It was very wild back in the days. This brother was out there with us, completely on the ledge, flirting with death. And um, it was a pleasure to see this brother as a different man. You know what I mean? Standing on his square, a uh, very high-ranking member in that organization of the Shriners right now, and I would have never, you you could have, you could not have told me in the '90s that this were this is where I would be seeing my brother again. The same way that he said, you probably couldn't have told him back in the '90s that he would be meeting uh, his brothers, the Red and the Blue, at a Morris convention and whatnot. But you know. Not, you know, it, we are, like I say, we are all on unique paths. You know what I'm saying? Some of us are taking the elevator. Some of us are taking the steps. Some of us are taking the escalator. Some brothers are going through the NOI. Some brothers are going through the Morris Science Temple. Some brothers are going through metaphysics. Some brothers are going through the occult um, um, schools of knowledge. Some brothers are going through the comedic school of knowledge. Some brothers are going through the Hebrew school of knowledge. Some brothers are going through the Masonic school of knowledge. It does not matter at the end of the day as long as we are headed to the mountaintop, all right? However we get there, that's the path that we've chosen to take. Who's one? I'm not, believe you me, I am not one to judge. I know that brother right there, so I know where his heart is at and I know where his mind is at. I know that that brother is a good brother, and he's here, and, and whatever organization that he's a part of, they're benefiting off of his membership. So I salute that that's brother. Right. You know what I'm saying? I salute right. that brother, you know? Um, another interesting acquaintance and um, brothers that we met out there is, I mean, should I even let that out the bag at this moment, or are we going to get into that a little later on? Nah, you, you, you need to speak on it, you know well, what I'm saying, more so than anything, because... Yes, yeah. it, it, speaks, it speaks volumes to the power of, you know, just just what it is that we do. You know what I mean? I haven't even coined a phrase for it. But, you know, being Tahuti, being an investigator, um, that's a Scorpio trait. You know, digging digging down into the into the crevices when you're going into the information. So over the summer when I was in Miami, I was completely encapsulated by the whole Trayvon Martin, um, the, the Trayvon Martin factor family. When I began doing my research, I was taken, uh, it took me off the grid for like a few days. I was immersed in the information because it was at that time that the verdict was about to come out, temperatures were rising, everybody was talking about it. It was it, it was just you know the tension was so thick you could cut it with a butter knife. It was it was around all you know what I mean it was it was certain people's atmosphere. So 
I uncovered a lot of information that I never really shared in its totality with the family because I basically aborted a lecture that I was going to do. I pulled back and was like, no, I'm good. I'm going to focus on something else. You know what I mean? But we did do one. We did Trayvon Martin uh, Factor 1, 2, and 3. Those blogs are in our archives. And in those shows, I spoke about the the, uh, brother's father, Tracy Martin, being um, in a fraternal order, like it wasn't speculation, it was on his Facebook page. This was something that he proudly displayed, that he was a member of a fraternal organization. I thought he was a mason, come to find out that he's a Shriner. So the first person, one of the first persons that we bumped into when we walked into the hotel, into the Wyndham Hotel, was the brother Tracy Martin. Right now, we bumped into Benji first. Bumped into Benji first. You know what I'm saying? And then turn around and we bumped into Tracy. And it all lined up because he immediately was like, yo, these are my day ones. Feel me? And um, you know what I'm saying? It's not what you know. It's not even who you know. It's who knows you. I just read that quote the other day. I think it's interesting. But that's that's how that works. That's that's called networking, family. You know what I mean? That's called, you know, that's how that's how this world really works. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how these Masonic and fraternal orders work. It's not about what you know or even who you know. It's who knows you. There's a power in that. We'll talk on that a little bit later. But yeah, right. and, and and that's you know not only who knows you, but your personal equity, where. You know, my man didn't even know that we did the show in the media aspect of things. It was just based upon introduction of the genuine individuals that we are. He was telling him immediately, yo, you need to know these brothers. You feel me? And the minute he made the introduction, I took care of the rest immediately. Immediately. You know what I'm saying? I started building with him, uh, pulled him right in, and we lined the show up, you know what I'm saying, after we was kicking it. And he was like, yo, he was like, I flux with the Moors. You know what I'm saying? He gave a shout-out to the Moors and was like, yeah, you know, I, I, I pumps with the Moors. So, you know, the brother will be coming on the program very shortly. We will be doing this in honor of the legacy and the lifetimes of Trayvon Martin. What the brother told me, and he was passionate about it. He was like, yo, I got a story to tell. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got a story to tell, and, and I haven't had the opportunity to tell my story. Every yeah, these these media outlets are not positioned and fashioned, you know, for a brother to be spilling his heart and telling his story to people that care about him, even if they're nationally, internationally syndicated programs. They're there for the soundbite. They got producers that are telling them what you can and can't say. But this brother wants to come on KTL Radio and speak his heart, all right? There's a lot of awful things that have been said about him and his family, you know? And he wants to clear some of the air up, you know what I'm saying? There has even been things that have been um, alluded to on this program by some of our guests. And I don't know if we're going to get into the particulars of all of that because the brother said he wants to keep it on the level. And for those of my brothers that squared up, you know what that means. Said he wants to keep it on the level, you know what I'm saying? So he wants to talk about 
the life and the legacy of Trayvon Martin. Who was his son? Who was his family? You know what I'm saying? Some of the questions that you're looking for may come out, but we're going to let the brother talk. You know what I'm saying? We're going to let the brother finally get into himself, finally tell you who his son was and who his son is in terms of the legacy of his son and what his son means to the children that are still alive who consider his son a symbol, a very a very important and special symbol during this particular time. Okay, how do we move forward? How do we move forward from this particular point, all right? Yes, because there the brother... Was a, Yes. No, I was saying that the brother somehow is sort of like a figurehead or a spokesman for black fathers, melanated fathers, indigenous aboriginal fathers who have lost their sons or their daughters inside of this war, inside of the wilderness of North America. He's a representative at this point, brothers and sisters, one of the most, one of the most visible ones at this point. You know, and there are parents that are out there who are suffering as a result of the loss of their child. You know what I mean? Because their children dropping all over America uh, daily. So there has to be parents attached to those children. But we don't ever get to hear about those parents. We don't. To, we don't even know how those parents are going about healing oneself. Maybe this brother will come on the show and share something dealing with his healing process what it is that it took for him to get back on his square, because I never truly saw him off of his square. And maybe that information that he shares will be be able to empower one who is listening to the show, or maybe you'll be able to pass it on to somebody who is going through a certain amount of mourning and grief as a result of a loss that him or uh, uh, that that person may have, um, uh, you know, took. Yes, maybe it would be very therapeutic, okay, like the brother said, there are no institutions, there are no foundations, no organizations that I know of that are particularly set up to address the loss of life that has taken place in the community by way of what they have termed, you know, black on black, black on black violence. And then there's no institutions that have been set up to address the loss of life from white on black violence or any violence for that matter. The fact that we are living, you know, I say in a fishbowl, you feel me? Because we all partake in the same air. We all partake in the same water at the end of the day. You might be a fish on, you know what I'm saying, the upper left extremities of the bowl, and you might be a fish on the lower extremities of the bowl, but you're all sharing the same water. You're all in the same water, you feel me? And you can't get away from that. So as we are in this particular fishbowl, you know, and we drink it from the same well, you know, there are family amongst us that are grieving. They have holes in their heart. They got these losses, and they have to continuously live in a world where the glamorization of the loss of life is continually glamorized. You know what I'm saying? It's selling millions of records. We applaud <laughs> the artists that are at the top of their league in this particular profession. You feel me? Like they're being lauded for their ability to drive the crown weight. That's the artist that we want. That's who we want to furnish with the awards and the millions of sales and the platinum plaques and what have you. And the family got to sit there and deal with it at the same time hearing somebody talk out the other side of their mouth about, yo, it's time to reunify 
and we build a nation and black power and all of this, you know what I'm saying, subjectable stuff. But at the same time, no one is, is, you know, enforcing that code. No one's putting that thing down. Everyone is protecting the very people that are the pied pipers of this particular paradigm that are the blind leading the blind. Right. So I'm sure that what the brother has to say will resonate across the lines and across the boards. If you're going to, if you're looking for conspiracy or you're looking for that kind of chatter, this might not be the show for you. You know what I'm saying? And the brother said, clearly, he doesn't want to participate in that. So I don't know if you'll ever see him getting into that uh, pit. You know what I'm saying? If you're ever going to see him getting that kind of mud on him. Because, you know, like I say, he walks very light, like his heart super light. I was looking in his eyes as we were speaking, and he wasn't, he wasn't fronting. That was who he is. That's genuinely who he is. He's moving on an energy of love that might be beyond what your understanding of that is, okay? I've told people many times, you know, as I read in a, a book on spirituality, it was talking about Jewish mysticism, all right? It was a Kabbalah book, and it was talking about Jewish mysticism. And it was saying the highest attainable height or level of Jewish mysticism was the method employed by the brother Martin Luther King. And shout out to him because his anniversary, his born day is coming up as well, all right? Or Michael King, you know what I'm saying, for my um, grammatically correct folk. You feel me? So they were saying the turn of other teeth technique is the highest level of spiritual attainment. For someone to be so spiritually grounded and for someone to be so firm in their understanding that you have no control over those particular things, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to be that firm and I you know, maybe we'll have a show getting into all of that because I don't know if I'm expressing it the right way. But that's the highest level of spiritual development. When you and your maker or your creator or your spiritual force are that firm that the infractions done upon you by, you know, earthly men who know not what they do have no effect or no offense on you because, you know, you're just moving on a higher level and a higher frequency. That's not for everybody. Everyone is not going to get there. Everyone can't even conceive what I'm saying right now. You know what I mean? And they consider, oh, you're selling out for the such. But, you know, that, that brother, he seemed to be at that particular level that he was a little further and beyond um, the energy of revenge, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and bloodlust, you know. So take it for what you want. But like I said, if you want to hear the brother come forward and speak about his story and his family story and introduce to you who his son is and was, then that's going to be the program for you. It's coming up very shortly. We will keep you duly informed. You heard? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Sir. So um, that was just the beginning. Yeah, that was just like the first ten minutes of us coming into the uh, yeah. into the building. Yeah. 
Um, it wasn't even it was fully set up yet, and that went down. So, you know. Yeah. Um, before we even begin, I do want to say salute Islam, uh, Hotep, Shalom, all all salutations to everybody that joined us on Friday's show. That was a powerful show, family. You know, uh, we had an all-star Moorish lineup. I wanted to do a favor to my Moors out there, you know, a little Moorish treat here and there, you know what I'm saying, to to help enlighten you guys on that Holy Friday. So we brought forth um, our brother Taharka Bay. We brought uh, Abdullah Mosley Bay. And we brought Sharif Anail Bay on the show to do exhuming of a prophet, all right? And this show was dedicated to the legacy of the prophet Noble Zuari on during his birthday week. Right, all three of those brothers did a wonderful, wonderful presentation. I want to definitely thank all of those scholars who came forth, and we will be doing something in the very near future. I love that the synergy and the energy that was displayed by all three of those scholars. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the uh, audience and the family out there have a lot to benefit from brothers coming together to share the uh, their lion's share of information. You know what I'm saying? So. Everybody that was in attendance on Friday's show, I just want to thank you, okay? That was the energy that we went into the summit with, you know what I mean? That was definitely the energy that we moved, that we were definitely moving with when uh, we went amongst the family on Saturday. So the uh, program started out. It was a beautiful, it was, it was put together um, in a wonderful way. Uh, our brother Sandiata set it off, you know what I'm saying? And uh, this brother has uh, a plethora of information when it comes to the uh, agriculture sector, geoponics and things of that nature. Do you wish to talk on that, Brother Blue, real quick? The brother will be coming forth every shortly to give us a summary on his presentation. I can only say that you know, from what I heard, it was totally reinvigorating in terms of hearing all of the different avenues that agriculture represents by way of business. It was like, wow, you know, I mean, he laid it out. You know what I mean? He laid it out. So, and not only giving you the different uh, understandings about you could take this avenue to set up shop, you could take this avenue to set up shop, he also was showing you where the money's at. So he was explaining about the funding, you know, the grants that one can get. You know what I'm saying? So to, to do what we speak about on this program often, and that is, you know, getting yourself a plot, setting up shop, putting them seeds in the ground, tilling the soil, getting your hands dirty, you know, sprouting something. You know, he showed you where the money's at. He told you who was paying for what, how much they was paying, what they looking for, you feel me? And he was able, even in the midst of his dissertation, to introduce his own products to be like, look, this is what we got for the offer. And he had that kale powder, you know? And immediately, me coming from somewhere like California just now, seeing how uh, crazy they go for that kale, you know what I'm saying? Kale is running neck and neck with that, 
with that other plant that's real famous in California, that other green plant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, if, yeah, cause if people could roll up kale and smoke it, they'd be doing that shit right about now. Like, that's how much of the kale revolution is going on back in California, you know, or back west, period, or even, you know, back east is catching on. Mm-hmm. You know, so the brother was showing you how you can bottle that kale up in, in powder form, and, um, you know, you can store it at that particular point. You know, you can transport it. It's a whole different kind of commodity, you know. And you were speaking about the need and necessity for tractors. You know, the brother Terrence Miller has spoken about that on the program as well, how you can transform the agriculture game. We need machinery. You feel me? This is not the 1800s. We don't expect people just to be out there sharecropping. You know, technology is here for a reason. You could definitely step your game up and, and up your ante, you know, but it's going to take finances. It's going to take fiat to do that. So he laid it out. He laid the game out well, you know. But I want to come forth with his summary, you know, as best he can because his presentation was genius, and you could tell that it, it's, it's, you know, it's just like, very much the bit of who he is. He lives it, you know what I'm saying? And it was it was emitting from him like that. So I think that he can do it a lot more justice than I can by just summarizing it from what it is that I received. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. And yes, sir. And then after our brother Sandiata, um L came through, uh, the floor was opened up for the legend, our brother Tahaka Bay. You know what I'm saying? Our, t- our brother, my partner, Tahaka L. Bay. Oh. And- yeah, can we do this, though? Because, you know, I don't want to um, jump all the way around the board. The brother's actually in the building right now, you know what I'm saying? So we could do this in real time. We just touched on it and spoke on it, you know. And can we bring the brother forth to let him... Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, let's do You know, yes, indeed. Summarize his presentation. Yes. So in real time, family, we present to you our brother, your brother, Sundiata L. Call up from the 561-502. Peace. Peace, 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 family. How's everybody tonight? All is well in yourself. Hey, I'm I'm magnificent. I'm fantabulous. I'm all that. That's right. All that's feeling right. real good. Yes, <laughs> must have had some of that kale, brother. Hey, I was thinking about dropping some in a smoothie tonight. <laughs> oh, there's no joke, to, man. Yeah, came up. I came up with a whole new mix, messing with that that powder. You know, I came up with a brand new drink. So. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I, uh, that that dried up kale that I I had in the bag at the summit, I was getting ready to go grind that up right now. My coffee grinder and uh, powder that up so I can have that on deck for my smoothies and salads and things of that nature. So 
but yeah, you know, so it's um just happy to have uh gained your brother's acquaintance and uh, you know, now we're brothers and we all have these like like visions in terms of what we see for our, our future and our posterity, our children, the next few generations. So it was a, a so much of a blessing to have been uh in your brother's uh atmosphere and in your sphere of influence. So you know right. I wanna big you two brothers up for, for all that you do and just, you know, appreciate you all for coming down and gracing us with your presence at the summit in Jacksonville. Indeed, brother. Likewise, you know, we've heard about you and seen the works that you've been doing over the years, you know what I'm saying? So it was an honor to be in your presence, you know what I mean, and to meet you and the brother Diallo, you know what I mean? Because uh, this is what we do as Moors, you know what I'm saying? We're active, we're on the front lines, we're working, and, you know, we are actively pursuing this unification of all of our brothers, the unification of our network, you know what I'm saying? So this thing could work like a well-oiled machine. Indeed. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. And uh, that's that's the whole premise of the Summit of the Moors and what we are actually doing to to bridge all of those 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 gaps between all of the houses and all of the brothers and sisters who are floating around that, that don't necessarily have a home it's like, you know, come build. Let's at least build on some, some commonalities that we have, you know, finance and, and and food and housing, you know, food, clothes, shelter, and, and, and transportation. Those are things that we all have in common. So let's build bridges along those lines, you know, and, and then let's, 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 let's hash out, you know, let's go behind closed doors and deal with all of the, the differences that we may have between each other and this, that, and whatever. So, you know, but let's 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 bond and unify on that which we all know that we need um, in order to make it to survive and thrive in this universe. So that's how I see it. That's my outlook on it. But um, but yeah, let me uh, let me let me. I jumped in the call and I heard you 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 your brothers summarizing. Uh, what what you all had witnessed at the summit? Would you, would you all like me to just kind of go in and summarize my presentation and talk a little bit more about some of the things I touched on? Please do. Absolutely, brother. Okay. All right. Indeed. Well, uh, one of the 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 first things that that we that I really touched on um, to wake people up and to get, catch people's attention was the fact that it's about the children. You know, it's really, really it all boils down to the youth and the fact that we have to position ourselves to leave for them something better than what we might have been left in, in, in our lives, from you know, from the beginning and even up to this point. So, you know, I showed some visuals in regards to, you know, the children and what, uh, you know, what security looks like. More importantly, food security. What does food security look like? So, you know, we touched on what food insecurity looks like. Food insecurity is fast food joints on every corner, um, convenience stores, liquor stores, the whole nine, all of those institutions 
And uh, I think I might have mentioned the church as well. All of these institutions that are uh, right there in our neighborhoods and in our, you know, that, that we're surrounded by that really don't touch on the most pertinent issues, which is food, which is food security. So those things, food insecurity is easy. We can find that almost every block, every corner, every hood that we go to. We can see food insecurity. So when we begin to actually know and recognize and utilize this verbiage, these these terms and this vocabulary, food security, food insecurity, food desert, uh, food sovereignty, things like that, then we really begin to see it from a different perspective. You know, before you come into certain knowledge and certain awareness, shit just looked the same, and, and you don't think nothing of it. You're like, okay, you know, niggas is crazy in the hood, fast food, corn, fast food joints, convenience stores, liquor stores, but that just becomes the norm. We become sort of immune to it. But yep. when you are, are introduced to that same paradigm through a different lens, then we begin to look at it differently. We begin to understand it differently. And then we begin to come up with solutions to that, that, that issue or those issues that we hadn't necessarily thought about before. So that's, that's the angle in which we, we are coming from with uh, the summit and specifically uh, urban geoponics, the nonprofit agricultural arm of the whole organization. So we talked a little bit about food insecurity, food security. What does food security look like? So we talked about, you know, community gardens, urban farms, um, businesses and entrepreneurial ventures related to food and related to the, the food movement that's taking place in this country and that's taking place around the world and why it's so pertinent for individuals and organizations to involve themselves in the business of food, in the business of, of production, manufacturing, processing, distribution, and consumption of food. And from the very beginning of production all the way to the end of consumption, that's what we want to be in control of. We want to be in control of all of those aspects. And that's what we call, that's the, the, the term that's been coined for that particular avenue is food sovereignty. So food security is just having access to fresh food, to fresh fruits and vegetables, without you having to drive, you know, five, ten miles, you know, from your area, from your neighborhood to get access to this food. It should be available right there to you, either via grocery store or via farmer's market. So, that's food security, but we want to take it a step further and have food sovereignty. We want to be in control of all avenues, that whole line of production, from the time you, you put that seed in the ground to harvest to processing to packaging, shipping, labeling, distribution, all the way to consumption. We want to be in control of all of that from beginning to end, top to bottom. And that's what is, is, is going to sort of create this economic empowerment model that we're, we're searching to create, or that we are creating but searching to perfect, because it's a model. And we want to perfect it so that we can duplicate it wherever we are, wherever mores are, wherever our people are, so that we can lift them up, 
so we can lift them up out of hell, out of Hades, and into a better position so that they can do for themselves and do well for themselves. We're all striving to do that, and many of us are doing it. Many of us are, you know, on our, 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 our you know, very close to making those things happen for ourselves. You know, so that is what we want to be in control of. So, you know, so we touched on food sovereignty as well. Um, you know, so the one of the, the main aspects of food sovereignty, of course, of course, you know, that, that whole chain from production to consumption is important, but it's that, it's those, it's that middle part that is essential to creating the economic model that we want to create. It's that manufacturing part. It's that processing part. It's that distribution part. You know, so we had kale powder on deck. We had moringa powder on deck. Uh, Sister Ayana had uh, Shep's jam, Shep's pepper jams on deck, which was made from the peppers from one of my farms here in Tallahassee, as well as uh, from the Morris Eastside Farm in Jacksonville. So there that it is, jam? Where, you know. Yeah, that jam. That and jam. I, 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 jam. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if your brother got an opportunity to sample it, but oh my goodness! What are you? You don't hear where I'm coming from, brother. I'm speaking from the soul. That jam. <laughs> I sampled that jam. I found myself. Continuously going back to get samples, like, uh, can I get another one? <laughs> like, like, like you in the grocery store, you in the grocery store for real. Like, let me go back and get a couple more samples of that. There. <laughs> yeah, yes. it was, it was yeah. yeah. So you know, so that's 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 the piece that that we're really talking about. So the sister gave uh, a breakout session on Canon, which um, you know, the, a lot of sisters participated in that, that breakout workshop. And uh and maybe a couple of brothers uh, you know, peeped in as well. But that is something that our our sisters usually engage in is that canning aspect and preserving, preservation of foods. So canning and preserves is something that you know, that's one of those things that comes natural to a lot of our sisters. So that's something that we wanted to actually have at the summit so that it, we could expose the sisters to it more. And see, you know, because a lot, a lot of our women, they, you know, well, all of us really, we look at things that we want to do, and you say, well, you know what, I love to do that. I would like to participate in that. I want to try that. But until we actually try it, or someone introduces it to us in a in a very feasible and practical manner, we hardly ever get to it. You know, that that you know, a lot of people are like that. So that's why we wanted to have the sister showcase her her jams so that people could, you know, really see what it is and realize that you can grow your own food and then you can produce your own value-added product. So that just, again, that's that middle part that we're talking about. We're talking about manufacturing and processing. And, you know, so the, the, the Shep's jams, the Shep's pepper jams, was just one aspect. It was one aspect directly related to the whole scenario, the whole piece of, of economic security and creating e- generational wealth for our, our posterity. So, you know, so that whole middle piece is what we were really focused on. That's why I brought in 
uh, uh, visuals and, and costs and prices for this, this technology and this machinery and what, what it really boils down to and to show the folks at the summit that all of it is feasible. Don't be afraid to take your first step and start growing something. It ain't got to be a whole garden. It ain't got to be half an acre or an acre. You can start with pots inside your home. Start with herbs. It's easy to grow herbs. So you start growing your basil or your cilantro or your parsley, thyme, your rosemary, your lavender, your chamomile, your echinacea. Let's grow these things at the house. Get used to what it's like to grow, and then when you're ready to step it up a notch or take it to the next level or what we call scaling up, then you'll be like, you know what, I'm, I done perfected the whole growing in pots, so let me take it outside and build a raised bed and take it to the beds, actually have a garden. And then once you do that, you'll be ready to scale it up to, well, you know what, I need to get some land. I need to acquire some land and get serious about land acquisition and, and put down an acre or half an acre or a hundred by a hundred plot and produce buku food. And then you begin to focus on, you know what, I can actually feed myself, my family, other families, and have enough product left over to create my jams, to create my kale powder, to create my moringa powder, to create my spice blends, to create my whole spice rack that I'm going to have in my cabinet that I use to cook with that I don't have to go out and buy it from any store or anybody else. I can do it myself. So this is what we're trying to show the folks at the summit and to show that, yes, you can do those things individually, but the fact that if we work together to purchase this land, to acquire this land, whether it be through down outright purchasing it full price or, or, or going through uh, uh, the, um, you know, tax lien situations where you can legally acquire property that way, which is what we really, really need to be jumping on. We need those brothers and sisters in the real estate game who know exactly how to acquire that proper property when taxes are in default status and take it through that process to acquire that land. So acquire that land and then start building on that land sustainable projects and sustainable operations that will allow you to step into the future, a sound economic model. And we can do that collectively. Collectively, we could start it tomorrow. Individually, I have to wait to get a certain amount of money up to get this and to get that and to buy this and to buy that. Tomorrow, we could all have $100 in the pot. Buy 10 people. we already halfway there to getting some of the machinery that we need. 20 people, 30 people. Can you speak on the the importance of that factor, machinery, and, you know, what game changer does machinery represent? Indeed. um, That was a good question. The the machinery is, you know, it's, it's technology. So technology is supposed to be here to assist mankind. And... Many times we allow the technology to distract us, to defer us away from what it is that we need to be focused on. So we need to be looking at the, the, the right types of technology. You know, is it all about an iPad or a tablet and a phone and a smartphone and, and the computers and the Wii's and the video games? 
those things have their place. But when we're really looking at technology that can actually take us to the next level, we got to look at industry. You know, now if you're if you're into building computers or building systems that you can make a sound career off of, you know, because people are into that kind of stuff, then, you know, by all means, do what you do. But the agricultural piece and the technology allows us to be more efficient, which, again, which is that whole premise of technology. It is, it is supposed to increase our level of efficiency. And, of course, you have to be proficient at what it is that you do. And once you become proficient enough and knowledgeable enough, then that technology will come into play and allow you to speed up your business. So here's an example. So instead of me uh, dehydrating my kale or whatever leafy green I'm using to, to turn it into powder form, instead of me having a very small uh, personal dehydrator that will allow me to only do so much, I can only do so much at a time. So that's going to slow me down in regards to production. But if I had a commercial size dehydrator that will allow me to dehydrate my leafy green 10 times the amount, then already I'm, I'm 10 steps ahead of where I was with my personal dehydrator. And then we would look at how do we take that dehydrated uh, form of vegetable and turn it into powder, put it in a small coffee grinder, and only produced, you know, about four or five ounces every 20, 30 minutes to an hour based on how long it takes for you to dehydrate and then process the, the leaves into powder. Whereas there's technology out there that we can dump, you know, pound, we can dump, um, you know, 20 pounds or, or 30 or 40, 50 pounds of dried leafy green into a commercial size. A grinder that will put out 22 to 40 or 22 to 50 pounds of powder in one hour. So, so, so the technology allows us to speed up our levels of, of, of uh, production to create a more efficient model for ourselves, which in turn allows us to uh, save money and and offer a cheaper price to the consumer, which which will help build you know customer loyalty. That allow us to uh, keep prices at at a, at a lower cost versus you know our competitors, where we can actually make inroads into certain markets and take customers from one product and bring them over to our product. So that level of efficiency is is key. Now that's just one aspect. So when we talk about um, going out into the field, we're talking about actual tractors. The, the importance of the the, 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 the machinery out on, on the field itself. Uh, when you go down to, yeah, I know some of you, I know you brothers spent some time in like Fort Lauderdale and Miami, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, west of those, those cities is the Glades area. Now, there's yeah. some small towns, right, there's some small towns outside of uh, West Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale that are known as, uh, um, these, are, these are cities right around Lake Okeechobee. And, of course, you know, from, from the past, all of the, the water from Lake Okeechobee and even the river systems above Lake Okeechobee used to flood and flow all the way down into the Everglades. So when man came into play, you know, we blocked everything off, we dammed it off, and we, uh, we, we, we cut canals and dug out 
uh, uh, ways to, to, you know, direct the, the water from the lake to irrigate our fields. So what you have out there is this real strong, fertile soil called muck. It's like black, black soil. Now, so out there in that area is sugarcane industry. All of that is sugarcane. You go west of Fort Lauderdale, way out west, west of West Palm Beach, around Lake Okeechobee, it's nothing but sugarcane. So just 40, about 30 to 40 years ago, all of the immigrants used to come in from Jamaica, used to come, all of the uh, Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters used to come in from, um, you know, Mexico and Puerto Rico and Cuba, and they used to come in and actually hand chop all of that sugar cane down to get it ready for processing. Now, what happened about 20 to 30 years ago, they, the companies began to work on some technology to where they, won't, they, didn't, they didn't need that human labor anymore. This machine comes in, and it just automatically chops and grabs that cane as soon as it chops it and spits it into, a back, into the back of a truck, into a trailer. It eliminated that whole working class of human labor that was necessary for the production of sugar cane. So technology in that sense can be advantageous and disadvantageous based on who's on the end, you know, uh, of receiving the, the benefit or, or, or the lack of benefit from the use of that technology. But so, so that, that's an example of how you can actually take that technology and now, then the, the sugar, big crystals, uh, what is it, uh, crystal sugar, was able to increase their efficiency, increase the amount of sugar that they were able to pr- uh, produce and, and, or harvest and then produce and offer a lower cost with greater volumes on the shelves for, for, the, for, for customers. So we look at on a, you know, we bring it back to ourselves on a smaller scale. We can, you know, instead of us having to get out in the field with the oxen and stand behind the ox and plow and, and, and dig two or three rows with, with, with the plow, you know, the tractor that you can acquire between 6000 and $20,000, you can, you can have various attachments, uh, um, uh, you know, applied to the tractor, perform the various duties that you needed to perform on your farm. So in a nutshell, that's what that machinery is really all about. It's about increasing levels of efficiency. It's about increasing your levels of production being able to process at a much more efficient rate and being able to put it on store on, on, on shelves and get that product out to people in a much more efficient rate, thereby creating, you know, brand loyalty, uh, um, you know, creating lower prices, uh, eliminating competition, and bringing more and more uh, customers over to you as a, as a, a um, you know, a, a sound producer of a, of a quality product. So those are some of the some of the reasons why that machinery and that technology is so important in the realm of agriculture. So when you really get it to the point where you can, you know, because any any venture, any money making venture, we have to have efficient technology in order for us to keep scaling it up, and that's what we want to do. You'll hear that term in agriculture day in and day out when you 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 in that 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 circle. It's scaling it up, scaling it up, scaling it up. And the only way to scale it up is to have that technology available on hand to do, to do just that. So that's where the people come into play. Because I can only do so much. Me, two, three, four, five other guys or gals can only do so much. But when we have that technology implemented on the farm, then we can actually take our talents 
and direct them towards another aspect of growing the business. And that's what that's what we want to do. That's what I, I mean when I say scaling it up, taking it to another level. I know uh, uh, Brother Blue was in my grant writing um, uh, breakout session, and one thing that I kept reiterating was sure. we have to build human capacity. Human and, capacity. And, yeah, build that human capacity. And when we build that human capacity, we now have, see, with the technology in co- combined with human capacity, the technology will do what we need it to do. All we got to do is program it or get out there and drive it. And That's then with it. the human capacity, we can take the brain and the genius of who we are and actually and, and put that energy towards building the business to the next level, introducing, you know, additional products, additional um, uh, means of, of, of production, additional uh, economies of scale to, to get to the point where we can produce at the level that we want to produce at. So even going back to uh, Sis Ayana's pepper jams, you know, she's doing everything the old-fashioned way, which is what our sisters did, did the way they did it back in the day. But now they actually have little, they have a, a little machines that can do all of the mixing for you. So all you got to do is add your ingredients the way you add it. The machine will do the mixing, and then you can it. So we right then and there from just that little machine, you increase the, the, your level of uh, efficiency two times. You you increased it more than half of uh, of what you were doing by hand. So it, so that, that that's the, the importance of technology right there, my brothers. But uh, what I really appreciated about this summit is that everyone's presentation somewhat flowed into one another. So prior to you speaking, you had, or afterwards, I believe, you know what I'm saying, we had Brother Tahaka come forth and speak about the economical model, about how to become financially solvent so, you know, once you build your credit, we can utilize different credit lines, you know, to actually obtain the machinery, right? You know, right. later on when Brother Brad came forth, he was talking about the technology and things of this nature and how we can use these automated systems of network marketing and things of that nature to build mm-hmm. up, uh, you know, residual income. KTL Empowerment, we've been talking about that on this program for a minute, okay? So mm-hmm. these are ways in which the family, and, and then when Brother um, Diallo came forth and he was speaking about, and, and Sister Bunnishow was talking about the Morris Equity you know what I'm saying? So formulating these companies and creating credit lines and things of that nature and us, you know, being in charge of these entities, now we will be able to go forward and grab the machinery, which as Brother Red was talking about by way of the 100-year dynasty, even on last Friday's show, you know, the prophets always spoke about this age of technology, how we're supposed to utilize technology. We're not supposed to be afraid. We're not supposed to shirk from it. We're supposed to put them bad boys to work. You know what I'm saying? We're supposed to be industrious. We're supposed to be the the the, the navigators. Those are the new ships. You know what I'm saying? You're steering them both right. by program. You know, you're, you're punching in the coordinates to sitting back. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. people can't see it for business, but they can see it for a yacht. You know what I'm saying? Yo, we're going to put the coordinates into this yacht and set sail to the Bahamas and shit like that, but they can't see them punching in the coordinates on the farm and setting off that tractor to do what it got to do. Right. 
Right, right, indeed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That and, and, and that technology, I mean, we, you know, I mean, we know that our ancestors dealt with some high science, you know, thousands of years ago. So, you know, it's, it's, only, it's only proper that in, in this day and time that we're, you know, really, we have to be smart, of course, and real strategic about how we utilize that technology. Again, like you said, brother, not to be afraid of it, not to allow it to uh, put us in, in a mind state of, of uh, you know, of numbness, of being numb and, and immune to it to the point where we, we don't want anything to do with it. So we got to be smart, strategic, and utilize it, you know, to to put us on that next level. You know, it's it's, it's always been there for us. I mean, we know the technology that we got. I mean, every week it changes. Every week it changes, and that's why I appreciated uh, uh, Brother Red's um, presentation about those those network marketing sites and those affiliate program sites because the small little things like that that we, like a lot of our people, just aren't privy to. We're just not privy to it. And the more that that type of technology and those types of programs and, and, and information is exposed to the masses, the more of us can capitalize on it. We can capitalize on it. So, yeah, I, I agree, my brother, wholeheartedly, that the, techno, the technological piece is something that we have to uh, embrace but like I like I mentioned before, not to allow it to, um, you know, work to our disadvantage, but to always allow it to be in a position to work for us and not against us. You know, and you were absolutely right about the flow of the summit and how everybody's presentation just sort of, you know, went one after the other. It just it was like step after step after step, and and it just no it just flowed and it just all made sense about how you know, we need to be looking at it from a holistic perspective uh, to make it work. And, you know, so, you know, right. people 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 get excited about the information that's presented at these summits, but we, what's true, what truly has to happen, and our Brother Dalo mentioned it and a few others mentioned it, is that it's the work, you know, from now till August or from now till next January, that's really going to be the, the indicator. That's what we're going to, that's, that's the measuring tool. Remember when we talked about the grants? You know, you have to have uh, uh, thing. You have to have realistic goals and objectives that you can measure at the end of the day. That's and right. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the at, at beginning of August or whenever the, the date is set for the summit in August, the people gonna want to know. Well, what can you measure? What have you all measured? What progress has been made? What has been done? What can be measured to show that you all have met some of your goals and objectives? So that's what we have to do. That's what we got to get serious about. So the the, that's the, right. the the energy, the energy and the excitement after the summit is wonderful, and I'm already glad to see some people uh, in Atlanta ready to jump on some conference calls. They they uh, they got me coming in on a conference call tomorrow evening at seven um, to really talk about how to move forward in, in in this regard in terms of what we're talking about, urban farming and and land acquisition. So you know, so we just got to keep it We in Atlanta, we beating the drum. You know, everywhere that we go, we letting mm-hmm. people know where we came from, what we just experienced, and what is on its way to the A town. The A town is excited. They want to know how can they get involved now. So that's why we thought it was imperative to have this show as a follow up, just to put that information out, 
into into the world and, and into the atmosphere because when we started blogging this weekend and we started putting up the pictures, you know, people started saying, oh, what's going on all of a sudden, you know, and often those are the things that, that capture people's attention. They didn't hear the call, but they heard the roar. You feel me? So mm-hmm. while we have attention, we want to be able to disseminate the information and allow people to get involved where they feel most comfortably. So what I want to do, in essence, of the same fluidity that we experienced during the summit, I want to open up a line and bring in our brother to Hawker. Let's in. So call her from 904-904-303 to Hawker. Peace, peace, and love, brothers and sisters. To Hawker in the house. Legend. <laughs> peace, peace, brother. Peace, man. Yeah, that was a good old fashioned time down there. And anybody that didn't come to the summit, you missed it. I'm telling you, it was the bomb. The energy was high. It was filling up the whole hotel. Everything was jumping. The furniture too. <laughs> Everything, everything, brother. You know, um, I tell you every time I get an opportunity to tell you I am um, honored and humbled to be in your presence. You know, you are a brother that I heard so much about prior to us meeting. I observed you from a distance, listened to your program, you know, just really saw the way that you moved and admired you as an elder that was you know, on time, you know what I'm saying? You know, not not one of the old malls they say have to get to the back, but an elder that's out front, somebody who I'm comfortable with their leadership, you know, and the financial aspect, the financial, the, the financial literacy that you bring forth, the education that you were able to experience at the summit, you know, I want you to give them a pinch of that to man. I just want you to sprinkle some of that, um, you know, that, uh, that, that, that Himalaya salt on them. Real quick, life. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll do. All right. Well, uh, <clears throat> on my show tonight, and thank you all for being there. But uh, <clears throat> I need it backwards going forward. But this time we want to go forward towards backwards. Um, all we got to do is remember <clears throat> when we're talking about being a part of something and investing in something that you guys have got going, this, this, this thing is magnificent. But in order for the people and the masses to be able to participate and get something out of this and invest in what we're talking about, they simply have to have something to invest in. So what I'm going to give you is what the rich are doing to stay rich. And what we're doing that's prohibiting us from having the money. Now, the object of what I'm going to tell you is to have more money left at the end of the month opposed to having more month left at the end of the money. And it's, and it's this way. These are, the, these are the, the simple habits that we're going to have to develop. Number one, every time you get paid, the first thing that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to contribute to the biggest income-producing asset that you own. 
and that asset is you. You're your biggest income-producing asset. And for those of you who are employed, for those of you who have a small business, you have to understand that if you're your biggest asset, you're the number one producing asset, and if your asset don't go to work, you don't get paid. So the first person to pay when you get your paycheck is your number one producing asset, you. If you got $100, before you look at the light bill, before you look at the rent, before you look at anything, before you stop at the store to pick up a six-pack or four-pack or whatever it is you do, the first thing you're going to have to do is you're going to have to come home and you're going to have to pay yourself. After you do that, then you can start looking at other things. you got to pay yourself first. Now, the rules are out of every $100, you're going to pay yourself 10 bucks. If you're making $1,000 a week, the rules are out of every $1,000 you bring home, you've got to pay yourself 300 Now, you might have to make some adjustments on that. If you're bringing home $1,000 and you're accustomed to spending $600 before you start doing something, you've got to change that. You've got to pay yourself first. You've got to get you a sheet of paper. At the top of that sheet of paper, you're going to put the word income. Scroll down a little bit. You're going to put the word expenses. Scroll down a little bit from there, you're going to put the word asset. And below that, which is, should take up the lowest amount of space, you're going to put the word liability. Income, expense, asset, and liability. And you're going to work that sheet. You've got to go through the physical motion because what you're doing is you are developing a different form of habit. Now, what the poor people do and the middle class people do is when they get income and they bring the income into the house, it is at that point that they fail to realize that that is the point of choice. You make the choice right there every time you get paid to either be rich or poor or middle class. Now, the poor person, he'll get that income, he'll bring it home, he'll stop at the store before he get home, cash that check, start buying a few items, and then he'll come home, he'll start looking at his bills, and the next thing you know, the bulk of his income has gone out through the expense section. He tries to live off the rest. He failed to realize that he ever he look at his check, he see the government then took Social Security out and it took income out because they make it against the law for anybody in America who's working on a job to pay themselves first. So the government pays themselves first out of your energy that you've expended. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to turn that thing around and offset that thing by taking your money, bringing it home, making the choice, and making the decision whether you're going to be rich or a middle class. Now, the middle class person, what they'll do is they'll get that money coming in in the income section. They're not making the decision to be rich, poor, or middle class, and they got a mortgage, they got a car note, a couple of cars, or two or three cars, and uh, they're regarding those as assets, but they fail to realize that's money coming out the pocket as a liability opposed to an asset is money going into the pocket. So then the next thing they know, the money's going out the uh, um, expense section, and they haven't saved anything, and they haven't paid themselves. But what the rich do, as soon as the money comes in, they are conscious of the fact that they are going to be rich. And they're going to go through the motions, and they're going to pay themselves and concentrate on the asset section, 
putting money into the income section. In other words, what the rich do is they have mastered the art of making their money generate money for them. They do not work for money. Their money works for them. And it all starts right there between your ears in the brain. It's just a matter of changing your mind and making the decision to be rich, poor, or middle class. Now, when we make the decision that we're going to start acting like and following the rules of the commerce game and playing by the rules, start paying ourselves, start concentrating on asset to income opposed to income and trying to live off of what's left after being taxed, you're not going to make it. You're going to have to start concentrating on asset to income and start taking those assets and invest them into income-producing situations for yourself. And when you get these habits developed, then you're going to make progress. If you are an employer, an employee, I'm sorry, if you're an employee and you got a job and that's all you got, you ain't going to make it. You're going to have to be an employee slash investor. You got to be a small business owner slash investor. If you are a big business owner, you're going to have to be a big business owner slash investor. There's no way uh, outside of those rules that you're going to make it. You're going to have to be that, okay, by simply changing your mind and reaching the point of choice. And just remember, every time they put that paycheck in your hand, you're at the point of choice right then to decide whether you're going to be rich, poor, or middle class. Now, if you don't have all the banks set up and you haven't made it to the bank yet and you don't plan to go to the bank until uh, next week or whatever, then the first thing is, when you get that paycheck, before you make any decision about anything else, pay yourself first. If you made 300 this week, that's $30 that goes inside an envelope. Just write on it. That's it. Put $30 in that envelope until you decide what you're going to do. But pay yourself first above all else before you look at the light bill, before you look at the rent bill, before you look at anything else, pay yourself first. If I owe you $40, and I say, well, look, brother, I'm going to pay you these $40. Here go the $40 right here. Take them $40 and do what? Pay yourself. Then you can start dealing with the rest of them $40 that's left. It doesn't matter how much money you get if you develop the habit of contributing to the biggest income-producing asset, which is you, then you're well on your way to making the right choice. So you got money accumulating in the asset section. And after the end of a few months, you're looking at it and find out you got a whole bed. Wow, man, this is money I've just been blowing. You've been blowing the money because you hadn't changed your mind. It was just a thought. See, money is nothing more than an idea. That's all it is. It's just an idea. And we are what we are in this life because of the actions we have or have not taken. So when we start looking at things from a different perspective, we got our paperwork there. We start working on our paperwork. One sheet of paper. You make $400, that's $40 in the asset section. Write it down. 
put $400 in the income section, income section up top, $40 in the asset section, and you got your car, your house, whatever else is a liability written down in the bottom. But your name is in the in, is in the asset section in the beginning, and they, all the numbers go in after that. Now, you got a record, and you are now officially in control of actually looking at where your money goes on a very simple sheet of paper. And this financial literacy is some of what is missing from the school system because they don't teach you this in school. These are techniques that rich people have used for years and years and years, and they don't want you to know this because if you know this, you will no longer be in a position where they can continue to make a living over you once you learn how to play the game. This is part of the rules of the game. It is called uh, mastering the commerce game. So now we're officially ready to start uh, making some deposits uh, out of our assets. So we go to the next thing, which is setting up your holding tanks. Because what we're trying to do, the overall objective is to get into position so when somebody has something of value, you can buy it or you can invest in it. But if you don't have any money, you cannot do anything. And it all starts with changing your mind. That's all. And just developing a few habits. Now, if you have bad habits, replace the bad habits with some new good habits. And the best habit of all, of all is taking control of your financial situation. So we're going to start with the banks. We're going to go and we're going to open up an account in the bank. And what we're going to do with that bank is we're going to start depositing small amounts of money into that bank. We want to deposit this money into the biggest interest-bearing account that we can. Now, the limit of the amount of money that we want to put in the bank is 400 bucks. We want to deposit, deposit, deposit. Now, doing this system here, we're only concentrating on one word, and that's the word deposit. We don't want to do no withdrawals. We don't want the word withdrawal to appear nowhere on our bank statement, only the word deposit. So we want to make it easy for ourselves. We want to make little small deposits so it doesn't hurt us. If you are making $400 a week and you're taking $40 out to pay yourself, take those $40 and deposit that into that account. When you reach $400 after making these small deposits, then we want to go to the bank people and tell them, we want to get a loan using our $400 as, a, as collateral, which is a secured loan. We're going to take those $400, walk around the corner, and deposit those $400 into bank number two. We're going to go back to bank number one after we've made that deposit in bank two, and we're going to make payments on the $400 that we got. Now, the bank people might ask you if you want them to automatically uh, take the money out for the loan. Tell them absolutely no. You'll come in manually on time and make these payments. Now, keep in mind, we, we, this is a very, very strategic game because we're after something, and I'm going to tell you what we're after after I get through with this equation. Okay? So we're going to make the payments on the loan. You still have $400 sitting in bank one. You got a loan on those $400. You're 
You took it around the corner and deposited it in the bank, number two, but you're making payments on that loan in the amount of $400 plus what little small amount of interest that will be attached to those $400 until we pay that off. Now we're going to bank number two. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to start making little small deposits in the bank number two. We're done with bank number one for the moment. And uh, as we uh, <clears throat> make a few payments in the uh, bank number two, we might want to get that up to $400. And then we're going to get a loan of $400 using our what? $800 as collateral. Take that $400, go in and deposit it in the bank number three, go back to bank number two, and start making your payments manually. You're always on time, and the only thing on your ledger is one word, deposit. We go to bank number three, we do the same thing, and then we go to bank number four, we do the same thing. Now, when you get to bank number four, you're going to do the same exact thing, but you're going to take that loan from bank four, and you're going up to bank one and deposit that in the bank one. Go and finish off bank Number four, what the bank will have to do is issue you what's called certified credit, triple A certified credit. You know, the type of credit where you walk into a Cadillac dealership and you look around a little while and uh, you say, well, look, I like that Cadillac right there. And uh, uh, you give them a little information yourself. They're running there, checking on the computer. And they come out and say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, uh, go ahead and Take it home and just keep it for a couple of weeks. You don't know I'm paying the money. Just, just go ahead and don't take it. Uh, just keep it for a couple of weeks. This is how the rich live. And in a lot of cases, they can walk into a bank and get money out of bank without having anything in there, just based on the fact of their credibility. And this is what we're building, the credibility. So when you got this kind of power uh, simply by using your brain and taking advantage of the tools that's available to you, you can do a whole lot of things. When it comes to investing in agriculture, you got the money. When it comes to uh, buying the land to put the garden on, you got the money. Now, if you got the money in the bank, the next rule to understand is never use your money to buy anything. If you got $10,000 in the bank, you do not go and get your $10,000 out dollars out the bank to invest in anything. You go to the bank and tell the bank you need $10,000 as a loan using your $10,000 as collateral. And that's what you make your investment in after making sure that you have a sound investment and you're going to get a return on an investment that's enough to pay for the loan that you got because you got to maintain the credibility. And if you got resources, it's easy to do. Okay, and that is the equation. You got another question, brother? <laughs> that's that's fire right there, Harker. Straight fire. That's yes, what indeed. Doing. I mean, you that's know, and once once one has those particular tools at their disposal, I don't see where the excuses come in. You feel me? So in due form, I want to uh, give both of you brothers your salutations at this point. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it is what it is. You just explain to the family and, you know, I... I 
there's some dissension in the chat room. There's always some dissension, you know, where they're saying that you can't trust the banks wholeheartedly and, you know, things that pretty much I don't see how they register as part of uh, your dissertation if they would follow the rules step by step. But nonetheless, um, you gave your blueprint for how to establish credit, and the brother has explained to you once you get that credit how you can acquire land, how you can acquire the machinery to till the soil on the land and to start your agricultural business. And also during the presentation at the summit, you know, the brother also explained what crops you can quickly get a return for your investment on quickly. You can you can do a quick flip, you know, and now you're in the game. You know, since I, I, I really don't see where we at at this particular point, can somebody speak to what the blockages are? Like, if this information is available and it's so easily laid out, why isn't it so easily implemented? Well, one, one of the things that I've, um, I've encountered is the, the, the vision has to be shared amongst, you know, a certain number of people, a certain group of people, you know, that's, that's in your circle. If that vision is not, you know, shared and it's not seen by all as a feasible one and a viable one, then everybody, all of the folks that are supposed to be involved will just continue to do their own thing and 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 not really engage themselves wholeheartedly into, you know, the model that, that you present or the model that's being presented and ones that and the model that everybody agrees that actually will work or it can work because they've seen the evidence. I mean I've I've been to quite a few um, uh, uh, conferences, you know, agricultural conferences and workshops and international uh, ag conferences. And when I tell you that, 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 like, you know, people used to say, well, there's no money in agriculture. You can't make any money in agriculture, yada, yada, yada. But there's a reason why so many people are jumping into it at this day and time. And that's why it's, it's highly important that we get into it now and stop hesitating and stop wasting time. Because you got folks, all, and I mentioned this at the last two summits, that the food movements or the food systems within uh, most territories across this country are almost entirely exclusively owned and controlled and financed by Europeans. Now, when you go to places like Detroit, you know what I'm saying, in certain places in Atlanta, then you'll find some food systems and food movements within those those localities that are owned, controlled, and financed by Moors, but very few. So what we have to do is really get over this, this, this idea that I got my business idea and I'm going to run with it. You got your business idea and you're going to run with that. All the while keeping that energy separate and divided and not bringing it home or, or, I mean, because it don't have to be agriculture. You know, if there's, there are other ideas out there. Only thing that I put on the table is that 
the agricultural piece is a, is the foundation to it all. It's it's hard to argue against it. I don't put it in people's faces like that, like, oh, you can't argue against it. But at the end of the day, you cannot argue against food, period. And the fact that now what we got to do is take Taharka's program, implement it, make it work so that, yeah, we can acquire land. You know, but there there are other ways to make those things happen also in terms of uh, land acquisition. You know, there's, there's borrowing land. That's what's taking place across the country. People are borrowing land from other individuals. You have to get into these, you know, agreements and these memorandums of understanding with people that you're going to at least utilize their land for a, a good three years before, you know, we go back to the table and renegotiate and, you know, for extending that, that usage. But we have to be able to have enough time to produce the system that we need in order to say, you know what, well, this person wants their land back at the end of those three years, but guess what? We've made enough money. We've built up our credit. We, we, we've taken to Harker's, you know, financial uh, literacy uh, information serious into the heart. So now we don't need that person's land. We've already been in the process of acquiring our own land. Or, or we can then go and acquire our own land from that point on. So I guess to answer your question, brother, there's just been uh, lack of cohesive vision. That vision has to be shared and, and people, all of the individuals within that organization have to see that that is the, uh, the most viable and the most reliable uh, uh, vision and, 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 and project, you know, project surrounding agriculture or whatever it may be. It has to be agreeable, viable, and, and reliable for folks and, and with confidence. People have to have confidence that that type of model can work. Now, the thing about agriculture is that, you know, you got to be in that game. you got to be in it. You can't just go check on the farm every 10 days. This shit will be dead, and there won't be no chance to make no money. So you got to be in it. you got to be engaged. you got to be reaching out to make contacts and connections with people who you want to sell your food to, who you want to sell your, your value-added products to. You know, you've got to continue to do the research. It's just like any other science. It's just like any other discipline. you got to put your all into it to make sure that, you know, it's going to, it's going to be uh, something that folks can thrive in and, and do more than just survive but, but thrive with and, and really make, you know, do more than just make ends meet but be able to earn significant amounts of money to invest in things of that nature. So, again, I guess it just boils down to the unity piece, but people got to have that clear vision. Uh, and people got to be on the same table, or at least, you know, on the same page, so to speak, with, with whatever that project may be. So that's how I see it. Well, brother, I'd like to um, add something else on to uh, what the brother's saying. Uh, in spite of everything that I <clears throat> just put out uh, about the finances part, the reason I do that is because we have to deal with each other where we are. And uh, we got brothers and sisters that's working hard, they're going to work, and they're getting this paper. And a lot of them just simply, they want to do some things. They want to get into the agriculture. They want to grow the gardens. They want to do all of these things, but they're so burdened with debt and stuff. And I'm just trying to simply tell them that the problem is not with the paper. The problem is in the brain of what to do with the paper. 
Because That's the right. bottom line is food, air, and water. Okay, that's the bottom line. So, therefore, we have brothers and sisters who've taken the bull by the horns and start dealing with this thing right now. So, you have a platform to invest in. The only thing that we got to do is get a structure together in the brain, put it down on paper, and start using. We could just take what we got already. If you. If you ain't making but $200 a week, that's $20 in the asset section a week. Okay. At the end of the year, you can raise all kind of sand. You can make all kind of investments with that. Just that little bit alone. You may not have a, a, a business yet. You may not have a product yet. But if you follow that two-step little situation right there, that puts you in a position where you can do something. So, if the bottom line is food, air, and water, that's the, the basics of life itself. So if we are moving in that position, taking control of what we got, managing what small amount we got, and putting it in a position where it actually works for us, opposed to us working for it, now we have turned the entire equation around, and so we should be in a position now so when we have a summit a year from now, everybody that comes to the door got some flow. That's the way yes. I see it. I envision it that way. Everybody mm-hmm. that comes to that door got if they listen to the broadcast, if they've been to the summit, if they if they if they're paying attention to the information that's being put out, when we come down to the summit, everybody should be able to have some flow. They should be able to come there and they'll No excuses. No excuses, family. You know, a lot of people, they want you to hold their hands and walk them through that door. You know what I'm saying? This brother is giving you the, uh, you know, what you call them joints to be riding themselves? I mean, they're giving you the Segway. You can roll up in there with the Segway. You don't need a crutch. Ain't nobody got to hold your hand. He's giving you the Segway, bro. You know? Man, let me me tell you something. Let me tell you what I did. Okay. When I first got a hold of this, and I do the same thing every time, just like when I started uh, exercising my freedom of rights to travel, I ran test after test after test and fired it and fired it. And when I got it down to a science, I put the truck on the pavement. Me and the popo went round and round. I won. Okay. So I did the same thing with this thing. I test fired it and test fired it and test fired it. And I made sure it worked. And I said, well, shoot, I didn't know I was blowing this kind of money like this right here. So what I did was I invited a friend over to take a look at the system to get their opinion. Their opinion was, uh, it sounds good. This here sounds great. It sounds fantastic, but I don't know. I said, but, well, let me show you what I did. So I went in the back, got an envelope, put the envelope on the table, and pulled out a big, giant stack of accumulated assets that I had paid myself from. They want to know, well, do, do you have something I supposed to sign? I said, no. No, you don't have to sign anything. All you have to do is just do it. 
and well, I need to print out something. I said, well, okay, well, you, 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 all you got to do is just take a sheet of paper and just write what I got right here for you to see. That's all you need to do. It's just that simple. And then they got, well, how did you do? I said, I just changed my mind, and I took control and just started accumulating the money. Now, when I go somewhere and I need to make an investment on something that somebody is offering, I can make an intelligent decision, and I got the flow to make the investment with. And that's the bottom line. That's it. That's it and that's all. That's it and that's all. That's it and that's all. So, with that being said, Yes, uh, we do have some other callers on the call. I, I want you brothers to stay with us as long as you are able to and possible to because I'm sure that there's going to be callers with questions. I already see hands up in the call queue. I want to at this particular time um, open up the line and bring forth Sister Bundeschild. Sister Bundeschild, if you are in the house, if you are in the building, I would like you to uh, come forth and build on the Morris Equity Group, okay, so we can give a little bit more um, uh, character, you know, and, and it, we just want to lay this thing out and make it as clear and plain as possible so that people can see it for what it is, all right? So let me see. Ask in the chat if she can come in real quick. Okay. So with no further ado, oh, yeah, 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 you come. Yeah, Sister Bunnis, I don't. You got to press 1 in the call queue. I don't see the 302 as of yet. All right. We're just going to wait on the system to call in. Hey, bro, uh, brother, let me, let me uh, um, just uh, say something else also. It was it was something else I forgot please. to mention. Please, please. Um, yes. Yeah, when you, when you mentioned um, in terms of, uh, like, people wanting to be involved now, and uh, you know how do we make this possible? How what 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 do we have in place uh, for people to get involved to begin to implement some of these these tools in their own territory? Uh, what I'm in the process of doing, what I actually what I have already been doing, is uh, reaching out to people, and people have reached out to me uh, in regards to to setting setting up shop in their territory. So what we want to do is actually create uh, official representatives in those territories of urban geoponics. Right. Again, the urban geoponics is the, the nonprofit agricultural branch. But, you know, I want folks to be clear that just because an organization is nonprofit or not-for-profit does not mean that they don't make money. Not-for-profit organizations make all kind of money, buku money. So, you know, I want folks to just be, be clear on that. You know, it's just those are just code names and code words for organizations and how they navigate through the system and how they navigate right. with the IRS. Uh, but right. not for profit. 
tax reasons and things of that nature, right? So what I want to do is, um, you know, I got a brother in, in, in Ohio who's ready to take this thing by storm. And, and, and trust me, people, for those Moors that are heavily involved in, uh, um, you know, Moorish organizations and temples and, and, and things of that nature, I am fully aware that a lot of brothers and sisters want to uh, see about putting their land underneath uh, a trust underneath the um, auspices of the, the temple, and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Go ahead with it. Let me know exactly how you're trying to trying to do that or how you're trying to set your, your entity up so that we can consult to make sure that it's, it's the, the, the best solution and the best situation possible uh, as we acquire this land and begin some of these ventures. So Urban Geoponics official representatives is what we want to continue to establish in as many territories across the country as we possibly can. So we have an agreement set up uh, just that just goes into it's like a memorandum of understanding, just saying that, you know, the, the intellectual property um, given forth from urban geoponics uh, has to be protected and to not just take it and just blab it across to whoever else. You know, we want to have integrity with this information so that, so that it can work for us so it can work for us, by us, and we can begin to make these monies and generate this wealth and, 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 and you know, take and implement it wherever we are, but we want it to be controlled by people who are directly involved and not just, you know, just giving away uh, to, to individuals who don't want to be a part of the collective. So we were entering, we want to enter into an agreement with folks in their respective territories to become official urban geoponic reps. And then we will uh, send out that memorandum of understanding, and then we'll agree on it, and then we'll move forward, and we'll continue to work the blueprint that we have already laid laid forth, and then we just go from there. So I just want to put that out there that we're we're looking for reps, official reps, in the the, the these United States, and when we begin to move across the waters as well, official reps. Let them know how they can get in contact with directly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you, anybody can email me. Again, this is Sundiata Il. Uh, you can email me at urbangeoponics, one word, at gmail.com, or you can contact me at 850-778-1531. Okay? And you can always reach us on Urban Geoponics on Facebook, uh, the Morris Eastside Farm page, on Facebook, um, so we just you know, and we want to be clear that you know we're not we want guard, we want farms to go up all across the country, but they you know the Morris Eastside Farm is the one that that that's the name of the entity here in Jacksonville, but we want the name of your organization and the name of your garden and your farm to reflect who you are and who the people are representing that garden or representing that farm. So we're not trying to force anybody to say, hey, your farm got to be called Moore's Eastside Farm or Moore's Eastside Farm here. As long as we're connected legally and lawfully, as long as we're connected and we're operating together out of, out of the, the, the five basic principles of, of, of our prophet and Islamism, then we can't go wrong. But let's get into these agreements. You name your farm what you want to name it, and let's, let's move urban geoponics forward into the future. And, uh, and and all will be well, and we can all reap the benefits of uh, what we're doing. So, again, that's urbangeoponics at gmail.com. 
And that's 850-778-1531. All right, peace. Indeed. Peace. Okay, I want to take this time to open up the line and bring forth Sister Abundance Childs. With no further ado, call her from the 302. I'm up. Peace, brothers. <laughs> Peace, fam. Hey, sister. Hey, Parker. Hey. Cindyada, red pill, blue pill. Yeah, you know, Peace. I opened up um that that summit, my presentation, reminding everybody that, you know, we are our ancestors. We are who we are. We are the same people now that we were before. And there's some people that feel as though they need to use the accreditations of the United States franchises, whether that be degrees from their universities, whether it be jobs, whether it be their banking system, fiat currency, whatever. Then you have certain people who are, you know, I'm not going that route. I only want to deal with silver and gold. I don't touch cash. I don't have any, you know, all of my businesses are set up as aboriginal entities. And some people who talk like that but really don't even know what they're doing and they just straight black market anyway because you know they're dealing with cash, credit cards, birth certificates, Social Security, be talking all that yap like, we, you know, we shouldn't be doing this and we shouldn't be doing that. Bottom line is, is that we needed one place to unify because that's the one thing we haven't done as a people, and that's unify. So especially amongst those people who call themselves Moors, proclaim themselves to be Moors, we're even more divided than the larger group as a whole. So the one thing that we decided to do with the Summit of the Moors was to unify, and that uh, is to work as one economic unit, one economic unit, especially when it comes to um, our day-to-day finances, which Taharka broke down, how we can start getting out of the debt lane and start getting into the asset lane and take those assets and make it into investments. Investing in what? Investing in ourselves. So therefore, we have the Moore's Equity Group. Um, In the Moore's Equity Group, you have people come in as individuals and you have people who come in as entities. I came in as an entity. I've also come in as an individual. My entities don't happen to be franchises of the United States corporations. They're not LLCs, S-Corps, C-Corps, INC, uh, 501C3, 501D. They're none of that, you know. Um, So I feel comfortable putting my finance, whether it's silver, whether it's gold, whether it's fiat currency, whatever the energy exchange that I'm going to be utilizing, I can put that within the Morris Equity Group. Other people don't have that. Other people do have LLCs and 501c3s. We're not turning anybody away. The only thing is that you have to be Aboriginal or Indigenous. Some people want to say Asiatic. What you do is it's a it's a um you have to have a spiritual mindset that we work as a cooperative even though we're not set up lawfully or legally as a cooperative all right this is a bridge because like i said we can keep talking all of these things that we want to talk about and fantasize and idealize and things like that but the point is we don't have the luxury of being broke anymore being impoverished anymore we have to start having some things that we can lay out some institutions that will be lasting 500 to 1000 and so forth years from now we're the only people who don't think that far ahead so with the Moore's equity group people can put their finance in You can put it in at at a rate that you feel comfortable so that you can be consistent. And we would like for people to get up to $5,000, 
$5,000 gives you a voice, gives you a vote, all right? Now you're in and you are a shareholder, you are a partner. We're redoing the agreements that we've had agreements before for other people that went in. However, I'm changing them because I don't want people to feel like you could just auction, I mean, not auction, audit us and things like that. Everybody's going to be able to audit the Moore's Equity Group. It's going to be completely transparent, but we're not going to make the audits that every single person that wants to do one, it's um, it's at the Moore's Equity Group expense. So we're, you know, changing some of the language and things like that. So this basically has provided a corporate structure for us legally to manage our finance and corporate records. Why am I saying legally? And we're talking about a Moore's Equity Group is because most people have a birth certificate, they have a Social Security number, they use an EIN number, they use an identification number. Since we're using this jurisdiction, we had to set up something lawfully and legally because most people have cars, car notes, they use cash. Like, we're not stupid. You understand? We understand that we want to be a sovereign people, but there's got to be, because we are naturally that, but there's got to be some type of bridge. So basically, in complying with the corporate laws of the of the United States of America, uh, we have given our members greater access to information about how money is flowing through our business and how decisions are made. Why? Because we are partners and we are shareholders. This is group bait business, and there's a limited liability shield for all of the people who become members and shareholders. So anybody who's interested in investing, you would invest based off of this legal um, structure. Also, I don't know if everybody really understands, like, what partnership means and stuff like that. Should I go into that, or is that just too too much? Let's have it. <laughs> now, you need to All go right. into that because we don't understand it, and we need to, you know, give them some sort of financial literacy so people don't walk away confusing street terms or Facebook terms with business terms. Please. All right, got it. Well, a partnership would be any two or more people who agree to carry on the business as the co-owners for profit. The advantage is for us is that we get to organize and we get to maintain. We can operate informally and flexibly, and this is um, a little bit more flexible than a corporation. Um, and the profits are only taxed once. The disadvantage is, is that um, you would be personally liable for the business debt of all the partners. So that. That's the only thing that, you know, that could be a disadvantage. But we're not going in to make uh, anyone having debts. That's why we have a flexible plan for our investment and things like that. There's no way that anybody could be in debt because basically if you stop paying, you just end the contract. That's why I said I'm redoing the agreement. If you stop paying, you end the contract, that's it. You know what I mean? We're, there's not going to be anybody, like, in the red or anything like that. A corporation which is usually formed under, like, state or federal laws, um, th that gives people that good public image. It, it, it gives you the size and strength in the marketplace. Um, so, but we didn't go that route, and we also didn't go the route of a co-op. The co-op is something that um, where the members own and control the business and the profits are returned to the members in proportion to their use. It's not about individual individuality. So even if we had a net worth of a million dollars as like the Moore's Equity Group Cooperative, we don't want people to be able to take that and just use it for their own home loans and things like that. We want this to all be based off of what the needs of the community are before the needs of the individual. However, as an individual, you can invest 
and you could go before the Shark Tank, which would be the other members, and say, listen, I need $50,000 for blah, 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 blah. Our goal, actually, is to do what, like, Muammar Gaddafi did, where he was like, if you were a new couple, you could get $50,000 towards a new house. If you had a new baby, you could get $5,000 towards your, your child. Um, you get free education. You get free health care, things like that. That's where we want to go, where things are moving on um, autopilot. Like people shouldn't even have to be applying for homes and things like that because at the end of the day, we've secured property. Just like Brother Dallo just put up a few um, hours ago in Detroit where the Winans, brother and sisters, they, you know, they created um, a space for people to, um, you know, to, to live and things like that. We need to be doing the same thing. And your profit and your power is measured by how much you do for the community. That's like the village system versus the city system where what we're taught in this society is that the more power you get is the more money you get, the more self-absorbed you get, the more capitalist you get. We're going against the grain. The only thing that we had to do was we had to set up this corporation in the United States legal system because we know that people are going to be investing with cash. That's not our property. All right? It's United States Federal Reserve notes are not our property. Anybody's using that, that's a debt note. So because we're using that, uh, this system, we had to set up something within their system to protect um, the member citizens who most likely are citizens by way of your birth certificate, all right, or your residence of the state of something because you've got most likely some type of state ID. So we had to protect people in that way. So... The Moore's Equity Group, at the end of the day, provides, you know, comprehensive financial services to the cooperative members as individuals or entities, and that's going to be throughout our influence. So right now our influence is Jacksonville, Delaware, Delaware. Um, it will be like the Atlanta area and then in about another year in the New York area. So what makes us unique is that our state of mind is cooperative. However, we set it up lawfully as a uh, partnership to address the financial needs of the obvious underserved market of us because we've got trillions of dollars going out to everybody else but nothing coming back to us. So this way, the way that we have it set up is that all of our finance gets recirculated back into our own businesses. It's not We're not putting any finance into American Eagle Outfitters or something new and hot is going on in their stock market. This is our stock market. Our stock market right now is consisted of 7th Heaven Seamoth. It consists of Drop Squad Kitchen. It consists of um, my you know, toothpaste and deodorant. It consists of private side media. It consists of, um, you know, the products that come from Moore's East Side Farms. It, com and it, and it comes from the Urban Geoponics Program, the jams and stuff like that that he was talking about. That's what our stock market is consisting of. If we need more things, we need people to get more active. And being active doesn't mean that you're showing up to the Summit of the Moors. The work gets done prior to the Summit of the Moors. The Summit of the Moors is just that. It's the summit. It's the peak. It's the annual meeting of sorts. It's just how we uh, bring new people to the table. But 
that's not the actual summit. The summit is going on right now where I'm asking people for information and who can give me some numbers so that we can get some property in Atlanta. I need that information. I need it now. I don't need people hitting me up talking about, oh, if you're doing it like this, you need to be doing it as more. Nah, we need some information so we can freaking buy a house on a regular level, okay? Have some property so we can start up another, start up another farm. And we need one of those in every state. All right, our goal is to be buying houses like every few months. Like this is not a joke. So if you're really serious about the liberation of our people, start putting your money where your mouth is. You need to get at me at the Moore's Equity Group at gmail.com. Within a week or two, you will have some information. And listen, you're not emailing me for info. You're emailing me for the for just basic info. You're emailing me because you want to know where can you send your finance. Don't email me about anything else. That's all it's about. Like we're not playing games at this point. All right, all of us already know that we're Moors. We already know the sovereign, Aboriginal, Indigenous stuff. At this point, we're about making dough. That's what we're doing. We're operating on a national, uh, uh, this is government. We're op- operating on national principles as far as finance is concerned, just finance. Once we start acquiring land and we have our own uh, businesses set up that can sustain the land, once we have our own institutions like our schools for our babies, our own um clinics per se, you know, things like that, then we could start talking about some of the other things that, you know, we get distracted with when it comes to nationality and government and stuff like that. So just to uh, close out, um, what we're doing is uh, designing uh, programs that basically are designed for the uh, core markets that are our focus, and that's going to be the agriculture, number one, like Sundiata said, housing, uh, community associations, socially responsible enterprises, all of our cooperative members um, that we allow in, meaning just because you ask for information you would put dough in, that doesn't mean that you're going to be allowed in. We need people who have socially responsible um Enterprises that understand their market, that can be the um, the force in their market, and basically we have financial solutions for those people. So um, if you're interested, it's Moore's Equity Group at Gmail dot com. It's you know we're interested in seeing people talk about where they're you know where they're going to invest their money. So like when you get that agreement, it'll be like, do you want? your finance to go to housing, healthcare, education, small business, uh, community organizations or nonprofits, expansion and development, which means like that might finance might go to um, the housing projects that we're trying to do or a farming project. Do you want it to go to grants for people who are uh, coming in and need business or do you want it to go to renewable energy sources so that when we do have these houses and things like that, we're using Solar, we're using solar paneling as as opposed to just using somebody's uh, electric company. So that's what you need to be looking forward to when you get that information. And do not be looking for this information and be having a website or for us to be on the speaker box with the Moore's Equity Group. We don't care if we only have five or six people. What we care about is quality. So we're not going to be heavily promoting the Morris Equity Group like that. These are people who are really interested in investing, and I'm telling you, the people who invest are the people who stand to gain interest. I stand to gain interest because I got four or five companies in there. I'm running the the stock (laughs) when it comes to that because I'm putting all of my businesses in there. I'm putting myself in there. Um, Know the Ledge is putting itself in there with the media and all of the entities they have. So we are 
the more Wall Street and the Black Wall Street. It's that serious. And um, I yield, you know, the floor. Indeed. I don't want you to go too far, okay, because as the ama, as the mama, I want you to charge up the family with this full moon information as we go into this meditation, you know what I'm saying, so we can use this cascading light that we're being adorned with from Mother Moon or in some instances Father Moon, shout out to the saw. You know, we want to explain to them if you if you want to, you know what I'm saying, if you have any information that you want to share on this particular moon that we're being graced with right now. Okay. Uh, you uh, having the floor open? I was, yeah, I was, I was asking abundance. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> about the moon? Yeah, about this moon. Oh, What's going on right now with this the moon right now? I'm sorry. I I, I yeah, thought you were just no, that's no. what you were gonna go into. <laughs> no, the full moon is, 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 is tomorrow night, you know. Yeah. I don't know if you wanna switch into Cosmo physician mode and just give us a little bit of information about this moon before we go into the meditation. Um I know that the full moon of two thir- of two thousand fourteen rises this week, but um it's funny because you know in a in a lot of our cultures it's it's actually like considered an old moon. But um I'm gonna be honest, like I ain't been brushed up on my cosmophysics because my brother, you know, I haven't been able to chat with him like that. So I'm really actually lost when it comes to um a lot of everything. Yeah, but I know is. as far as this moon, um when I was just trying to, you know, look it up like a few days ago, like, okay, so what's the science on the moon? I was reading some stuff on, on some e and things like that, and it was considered to be like an old moon. So meaning like we're dealing with ancient, ancient energy right now, which to me. Well, remember, mm-hmm. I'm going to tie it in. Remember that right. you went, um, yeah, they, they, they're calling it the, the grandmother moon. It's the moon, the yep. first full moon of 2014. It's in Cancer. But mm-hmm. remember you and Red was building about your favorite show the other day, and y'all was talking about that Wolf Clan. Right. Oh, man, I was just watching that yeah. tonight. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, also, it's also called the Wolf Moon. You know what I'm saying? This is the Wolf Moon. So I don't know whether that ties in, you know, to that whole ancient aspect of things, you know. But it's the Cancer Moon, and we know the Cancer deals with the home. You know what I mean? And here we are talking about equity and acquiring, you know what I'm saying, uh, our own homes and our own lands, the necessity for food, clothing, and shelter, you know. So I think that, uh, yes, that, that is very key. They're saying that it's called a, a mini moon. They're saying it's the smallest full moon of 2014. But let me tell you something. In Atlanta, that thing was ginormous, okay, and it was it was – you know, it was visible during the daytime. You know, when the sun was out, you could see the full moon in the sky. And it's a, uh, a very bright star next to it. I, I don't know what planet that is right at this particular moment, but there's something that's prominently displayed next to the moon. I'm going to go and track it a little, uh, you know, afterwards. So 
Uh, I don't know if there's anything else uh, readily available that I can share with the family at this particular time about this moon. I didn't do a full intensive uh, research and study on it. I got to look at my chart and see where cancer's at and see how this moon is going to affect me as well. Well, I know um, it's, um, if, it's, if it's in cancer, it's dealing with emotional expressions and that right now there's going to be a whole wide range of emotions that's got to be happening, one, because it's in cancer, and two, because it's a full moon. So it's just, you know, this is a time right now where we should basically just be embracing, blah, blah, embracing that energy, which we are doing. And I think one of the ways that, you know, across the line we should be doing, especially with this new full moon energy, is grouping up, like grouping up, meaning like you uh, make it more powerful when you do that. So, you know, that's well, just, you know, me, that's just on a very too. basic, you know, mundane type of level. And I think that isn't, because um, Jupiter's waxing, uh, Jupiter's waxing right now, and um, Uranus and Pluto is square. And that's because that's all months. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at, um, I'm looking at the thing right now, like this. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Let me add something to that. Mm-hmm. I'm born in the month of cancer. The day before yesterday, we dealt with the house. We had a good time. <laughs> but, uh, when I go outside, when I go outside and I look up there in the sky and I see that full moon, I... I'm always conscious of the fact that it's there. And I have learned over the years that uh, people who are unaware of the movements of the planets and the direct bearing that it has on our relationship, our finances, our relationship with each other, are at a loss. And uh, I keep up with that stuff, and it's very important for us to understand that that that, that is just like the sister said, that is part of our ancient science. That is old. But we have been yes. led by somebody else to believe that uh, right. we should not pay attention to that. No, 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 no. Mr. No, Hoffa, no. I have to press the pause button and get into the meditation. So, family, that is Jupiter that you're seeing next to the moon. We want to prepare ourselves, have ourselves find ourselves in a pitch black place, preferably, you know, turn all the lights off. You can even turn off the computer monitor without cutting off the computer. Find yourself seated straight, feet flat to the floor, back straight, palms facing this, um, palms facing upwards towards the ceiling, index fingers and thumbs touching, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth, pulling from the abdominals, meditating to the sounds of Omni Padme Om. Family, we will see you on the other side.
Peace, peace, peace to the family. <clears throat> okay, I had to uh, mute some of our guests' phone lines. I'm going to open their phone lines back up, though, okay? So, Abundance Caller from 302, opening up your line now. Peace. Brother Tahaka, caller from the 904-303, open up your line and Brother Sundiata, if you are still with us, 561, open up your line as well, Brother Face. Face, face. Okay, we got to open up Reds in line two, three, four, seven, six, five, zero. Face, Red. Face, Blue. Okay. All right. So we all back in the building. Um, wonderful, wonderful meditation. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely been brought forth some clarity. And we have one more guest that we're expecting to show up, and then we're going to get into the callers. Afterwards, we'll be concluding this evening's show. Okay. So, is there anything that uh, you wanted to leave the family with abundance before we segment the next segment? Sister Abundance, you with us? I'm sorry, I was on mute. My fault. <laughs> I was just saying um, to close out, we don't have a lot of um, energy, you know, for a lot of talking and, and 
going back and forth on information and stuff like that at this point. We just have to stay in work mode. And, I, you know, I heard you say earlier, like, people heard the roar and, and things like that. But, you know, we just got to stay in work mode, which means I'm not going to be able to be on Facebook about the Moore's Equity Group and things like that. Like, we really just have to get this work done. So, um, Moore's Equity Group at gmail.com. Um, we want to we want to start getting this property up. There's just a lot of things that we we have to do, and um, when you actually come to the summit, which is going to be in August, you kind of just see the direction. For those people who are really interested in helping out with any aspect of it, you should be linking um, with us too because. At the Moore's Equity, I mean, at the Moore's Equity Group, at the summit, you're not going to be able to come and just, uh, you know, talk and do your presentations and things like that. The only people who are able to have the floor at the summit from this point forward are people who have invested, like fiat currency, uh, real volunteer time, or some type of intellectual uh, property. All right, so um, what I advise everybody to do is start getting rid of their personalities, start um, deleting and um, committing suicide, you know, to their ego and start working on character and character as far as, um, you know, our collective is concerned. And that's it because pretty much everything else is just useless. I say. I say to that. I say. Absolutely. Um, like I said, we are awaiting our next guest for the evening. Brother will be arriving very shortly, and then we can get into the callers. Shout out to Sister Cafonia. I want to make a public apology to Sister Cafonia and Sister Patrice. You know, we were trying to organize something on the back end where we were going to do a motorcade down to Florida and, um, you know, we weren't able to pull that off, so I had to jump, you know, I had to go with the Chinaman instead, and, you know, the sisters wasn't able to make the, uh, the journey with us, but we were definitely there representing them in spirit. I would have loved if they could have physically been in the building, you know, but we are having programs such as this so we can plan in, 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 in advance, like super-duper events, you know, we should have, we should have caravans coming down to Atlanta. We should have caravans coming up from the south. We should have caravans coming forth from the west. We should all be converging on the A. We need to make this triumphant. Not only do we need this as a as an equity group, you know what I'm saying, but arriving in Atlanta, arriving in Atlanta on the grid, and the first night that we got here, we were able to partake in the nightlife. We went out to see what was going on in the town, just to see what the vibe and the atmosphere was. And I'm telling you, family, Atlanta needs the energy, you know, for those that have spiritual arts and sciences, for those that have plans of economic um, reform. You know, there's a lot of disposable income out here. The youth out here, they, they're handling some paper. You know, as brothers to Hawkins, they got that paper. You understand? They got that paper. And... <laughs> You know, the, the, the females, the feminine energy out here has now turned themselves into, um, you know, uh, uh, I'm trying to find the words to express it. 
you know, there's some things going on out here. But, um, you know, we're, that's a whole other program that we'll speak on. But we, 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 we need to be bringing forth financial literacy on a whole other level out here because, you know, for those of us to utilize or understand what the power of a dollar is, you know, it's power, it's pluses and it's negatives. You know what I'm saying? That that information needs to be taught to the babies because the value that they're putting on a dollar is totally different. And what they are exchanging for a dollar, you wouldn't believe it. And if you had the opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to put up some fight and put some equity up for what they are exchanging for a dollar, your ass would do that because that's the portal to our future. You feel me? So there's some things that's going down, you know, and it's just the nature of the game at this particular time, and it's really the clarion call for those that have the information and those that are the agents of change. You really need to come forth, you know what I'm saying, and, and lay that game down, you know, because trust me, the life that you save can be saved in the nation at this particular time because, you know, doing nothing uh, is going, is going, is going somewhere else. You know, they're letting that thing go for a dollar. <laughs> so please, family, you know, let's let's put the plans in motion and start preparing ourselves for August. But you don't have to wait until August. You can start prepping and putting some things in play at this particular time, getting in contact with the people that you need to get in contact with is going to be able to push this thing forward, you know, share this program, listen to Abundance Child's program on the, uh, you know, all of the particulars dealing with the summit, listen to Brother Sahaka's program. Brother Sundiata, you have a program on Blog Talk as well, correct? Uh, yeah, um, under um, Abundance's uh, radio network, Abundance Air, Abundance Internet Radio, uh, we are on on a Fridays at uh, 8 p.m. Okay. And that's uh, that's urban urban geopolitics with uh, with Sundiata. Yes. And I would even encourage the family that's listening to the show, who live in different states, to reach out to each one of these brothers who have solutions and has information, and invite them to come and speak to your congregation. You know, invite them to your town. Uh, Sister Bunnish Child, Brother Sandiata, um, Brother Tahaka, ATL. You know, we need to bring this uh, information. We need to bring everything that we're doing, our presentations, in front of all of our audiences, our whole network in these different states, straight like that. So we don't have to wait all the way until August to do our demonstration. You know what I'm saying? Each one of us should be on the road every other, you know, depending on our schedules. But we should be, you know, we sh- our phones should be ringing and brothers and sisters should be reaching out to say, look, we need some solutions to the, um, you know, we want to we wanna tap into the ur- urban geoponics or we want to fix credit. We want to deal with the finances and whatnot. You know what I mean? We want to build up our network. We want to learn more about network marketing affiliate marketing and um, social entrepreneurship, all of these things that are on the table right now. 
we do our job as the people who are bringing information and showing the progressive unit. Because remember, each individual that was a presenter, that was behind the scenes, they all had their own business. They made a conscious decision to get together and make the summit work and make the things in between the summit work. And um, the people that come to the summit, some of what I just called uh, information groupies, some come to just ask questions, some come to just watch. And then we got the people that want to be a part of something. It's like, well, we're tired of sitting around. We're ready to go to work. And um, that atmosphere is going to always exist. And we, 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 we welcome all of it because you don't ever know who's who. Um, the other important thing is it's always free. It's going to remain free. You know, you can't charge somebody to be a part of their liberation. The only charge of liberation is your time and your self-determination. Because liberation is what? It's a team sport. Yes, indeed, brother. I totally um, I agree with that statement. You know, I do want to thank the community on, you know, just the high standards that, you know, the meeting in itself was held, in which it was held, the ambiance of the venue, you know, um, it was definitely... It, it was an eye opener for me, you know what I'm saying. It was definitely eye opener for me. <clears throat> well, we have to raise the bar and we have to challenge ourselves constantly. That's all. You're gonna know who you are, what you made out of. That's the only way you're gonna manifest the thing people call potential. Potential, potential is nothing until it's manifest. Peace, hello? I think the brother's okay. phone line dropped. Yeah. Brother's line just dropped. We will wait for him to call back um, momentarily. Let's see. Brother Talk, you still there? Yes, I am. Yes. Would you like to speak very briefly on conversation taking place in the chat room pertaining to the devaluation of the quote-unquote U.S. dollar, and are there any other plans for um, diversification that you're looking at, you know what I'm saying, putting these uh, these funds into? Yeah, um, it's uh, a common knowledge that the dollar that we're having in our position is uh, dropping. But uh, what we have to understand is even if the dollar drops and continues to drop, we're still left with the same equation of not knowing how to manage finances even if we got something else. So for those of us who are listening and those of us who run into this stuff that's currently in the situation of knowing nothing else but the dollar, they're still going to be faced with the equation of knowing what to do, 
even if they get something else. So we're back to square one of knowing what to do with what we got now. Now, uh, the dollar doesn't have any value. It's, it's debt. It's fiat. It doesn't have any gold behind it. But there's real money on the planet, and there are other currencies that's going to drop as well that's rating highs higher than the dollar. So that's an opportunity to invest. But the bottom line is food, air, and water. That's the bottom line, regardless of what we do. So if we are master the art of going through the motions, controlling and working with what we have until it becomes a habit, regardless of what we are faced with as currency, we know the rules of the game of how to manage it and how to make it work for us. For instance, if there was no money on the planet and all I had was a tomato garden and my brother next door, all he grew was kale and the brother down the street had moringa. Well, what I would have to do is I would have to make a deal with these brothers to get some of what they got if I want diversity and I want to have something else. And at the same time, if I grew 50 tomatoes, I'm going to have to pay myself with a part of these tomatoes with investing in something else. So it's the same equation. The dollar was only used as an example because that is what we are accustomed to, and that is what the, most of us are aware of. That is where we are. So if we got gold or uh, if we have the Japanese yen to come in, it doesn't matter what it is because, see, investors don't flinch when the stock market crash. They don't flinch because they know the rules of the game, of how to handle money. It could be the dollar. It could be tomatoes. It could be water. It could be food. It could be anything. But if we understand the equation that money is an idea, that's all it is. When we understand that, then we can work. Now, I see other brothers inside the chat room talking about government. <laughs> well, we're talking about government right now. We're talking about uh, a special type of government that far exceeds everything that we know about government. And when you use the word government, the first thing happens in the brains of the people is government that we're aware of. We've got to get away from that. We've got to understand that we have a brain and we can create our own reality. And that's all I want to add to that. No doubt. Thank you for that level of clarity. Um, we're going to go back into the phone line and open up the lines. Uh, in the meantime, in between time, from 706-284, call it from 561-502. Now, that's what I'm saying, like, so we could just get some clarity into the conversation because the unnecessary, you know, People always come with badgering about what money is and what it isn't. They're telling you at this particular time, fiat can buy you machinery, okay? We're telling you at this particular time that fiat 
can acquire your home. If, if, if the trade was in beans and lima beans and shit like that, cowrie shells, that's what we would be talking I'm telling you in the strip club, fiat can buy you a portal to the universe, okay? So these things are essential for you to pay attention to, to be like, okay, if it ain't this, it ain't that. But at some point, it's going to be something else. So we still have to understand the rules of the modem of exchange. We still have to understand how, you know, certain things are given value. Even if they're not valued in your particular system, you can get Hello? Somebody got some... Somebody has some things going on in the back. The back. Abundance, is that your phone? Hello? Okay. No, that's not my phone because I was on mute. All right. Now I'm just doing like a roll call, but somebody, uh, whoever it was, took care of it. So, you know, I hear you talking and everything about the U.S. dollar and it's going to tank and it's not worth nothing but toilet paper outside of the U.S. and everything. But that's not the point of the conversation. Everyone continuously always loses the point of the conversation and then they steer the energy from what's taking place to somewhere in the middle of the sea. Okay? We're not trading in, in, in gold bars at this particular time. Dollar bills can get you this. Dollar bills can get you that. When there's something else that we'll be doing that. But in the meantime, in between time, this is what we're talking about. This is what we focus on, all right? And hold on. For the people that out there talking about an alternative currency, well, let let me build with you about the Bitcoin market and the fact that, you know, you can actually trade now. There's a multi-level marketing for Bitcoin. You know what I'm saying? We understand that they're moving into the realm of digital currency. I'm going to get too excited about, you know what I mean, unless you're approaching that to create some more currency for yourself. So this is deal with Forex, brothers and sisters are dealing with the Bitcoin currency, and brothers and sisters that are dealing with the FRNs and the firms. It's still currency. It's still dealing with economics and finances. So, at the end of the day, whatever, it, if it's not the dollar for you, just let us know what else it is, and we could also satisfy that as well. You know, but we live in Northwest Hamexum, <laughs> which is affectionately known as America, U.S.A., and top bills are being spent right now, family. That's the, that's the, you know what I mean, to, take, to, to put it in the realm of reality where we all, you know what I mean, where we all are right now. The, them dollars is what's making things move. So I don't know, you know. I, I, I don't know which I be talking. It ain't Ralph, though. It ain't Ralph. Come on. Just <laughs> out, man. I'm trying to tell you what these young women are doing for dollar bills, man. Cut it out. <laughs> if you got a better system, you need to implement it, man, because the value that our youth are putting on that dollar it's just jeopardizing our future, B. So let's cut it out, man. Like, we've got to turn the tide at some point and stop talking about it in these blogs and in these chat rooms. Like, implement. Show us a better way. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, a, it's, it's, still, it's still a medium of exchange. You know what I mean? That's what it is. 
It's a medium of and exchange. It can, it can, and it, yeah, it can acquire you at the meantime, the machinery and the things that are necessary for us to forge for ourselves and create this new future. You know, the, the blocks and the bricks or what have you that you're going to build, your new community can be acquired with pennies and cents, dollar yeah. bills at this particular time until it flips over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can't you can't walk up in uh, John Deere or uh, Bobcat looking for a tractor talking about you know I'm Aboriginal and this belongs to me, this is mine. Yeah, and I, I got to be driving a lot. I got a block of gold. That shit ain't yeah, don't work. Yo, like niggas that. be full of shit talking about they not government, they not governable. Yeah, they ain't got no government itself. That's why they don't know how to join with other people who have like minds and are trying to do positive things for next generations. Like, straight up. I don't want to hear that I'm not this and I'm not that. I wish somebody would walk into your crib and take your children and let me see what square you stand on. You probably give out all types of driver's license, birth certificates, and Social Security. You know what I mean? Like, people ain't really went through it. Like, all them people who sit around here and act like, oh, I don't want to use the Federal Reserve notes and this ain't this and this ain't that, and they're talking about everything that's not anything or, or, or things like that, don't have no type of plan and, and by themselves not joining with anybody. On the real, I would like to ask anybody that got any type of um, something that they want to say against anybody who's doing something with the Summit of the Moors, because remember, we all came together from various different mind thoughts, I mean, mind states, houses, but we said, you know what, we're going to build on this one. One thing, and that's economics. I would like to see with anybody who goes against us, I don't care about the people with us because we know where you at. Everybody put their cards on the table. But everybody else up here talking about I'm not this and I'm not this and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. What entity and what organization do you belong to? You know what I mean? What tribe are you from? Like, what are you rolling with? On some real, other than the people who gave you your birth certificate, your social security number, and your driver's license, your state ID, which you do use. Let's not be liars. You know what I'm saying? Or you use somebody else's property because you're using cash. If you're not using cash, you're using some type of debit card. Let's stop fronting. You know what I mean? This this call right here is for the people who are worthy and willing and ready to move forward. Anything else, I'm like, yo, we're not even paying people attention anymore because they clowns. We rolling with the people who rolling with us. We support those who support us. And at the end of the day, all of us on here, we got children. We have uh, brothers and sisters and families that got children. You know what I mean? That's what we rolling with. I don't want to hear none of that other stuff. I'm like, for real, you should just delete yourself. For real, you know what I mean? Because you just... It just don't even make any sense. Like, we up here trying to build solutions. We don't got time for people. Like, I think that we have done an injustice even to this program by even dealing with that. Like, we on some forward movement type stuff. We all know what it is because we were there. We were with each other. Like, we broke bread with each other like real brothers and sisters. It was nation building. We came as uh, diplomats. We came as ambassadors from all our various walks of life, from all our various religions, all of that, you know what I mean, for one thing, some economic stability. And what I have to say is I'm one of the people like this, like F the U.S., F the government, F the Federal Reserve, all of that type of stuff. But I have to work with my brothers and sisters right now so that I can get to that place where I can be like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you ain't walking out here with no Federal Reserve notes. Like, we foreign to the United States, you know, all that. Like, we can really be like that, where we got some real clout, where we don't have to worry about anybody taking anything from us because, you know what, we rolling with everybody. 
you know what I mean? We join hands as a unit. So I just want to say that. That's my piece. Big up. <laughs> Indeed. We're going to take call back to take the Hey, hey, we're gonna, hey, I, yeah, we're gonna I have a uh, thing to say. Go, go ahead. Yeah, nah, when you finish um, saying your piece, we're going to go to the callers so we can wrap it up for the evening because I know that everyone has to get back to the diligent work that they're putting forth. Okay, I only have one little quick thing to say. <clears throat> the prophet said, I'm going to leave the European here long enough, just long enough to teach you how to run a government. Go ahead, brother. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, let us go. We have a caller from the three two one area code. Caller from three two one three two one three zero four. Caller, peace. Peace, peace, brothers. Que pasa, mi gente? Can y'all hear me? Yes, loud. This is well. brother Ray. This is brother Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hold on, this is this is for all of y'all. Hey, uh, I, <laughs> I got a question. Yeah, man, I was driving. I started driving from uh, Tennessee all the way through uh, Macon, Georgia. I'm in Macon, Georgia right now. So, listen to the show. We in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we were talking about Atlanta, so I was driving through that 285 and 75. So, uh-huh. that's right. All right. So I got a couple questions real quick, uh, so I don't want to take too much of your time. Okay. For brother, uh, for, for brother Son, uh, Sondiata. Yeah, yeah. Talking about um, land ownership, right? Let's say I want to let's, let's buy some land, and uh, I want to pay cash for it, right? Let's say like an acre. Now, say, uh, like a... That do I do I own that a hundred percent? Do I have to build a trust for that? That that's that's the question. Do you own a hundred percent or you have to build a trust? No, I'm asking. I'm asking if I buy a hundred percent, like if, if I buy the land with cash, right, an acre. Do I a hundred percent own that land, or do I, or, or is that still part of the government? You know, with paying taxes and all that bullshit. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not an expert, but I'll tell you what I do know. If you if you outright if you buy it outright, with without a without a mortgage, then it's definitely more in your control than if you financed it and had a mortgage. Now, of course, un- until until it. Until the system is worked out um, to where it can be put up under a trust, and this is some information that I've come across in the past, if you do put it up under a trust, um, depending on the type of trust that you you, uh, you you filed it up under, that you put it up under, then there are various uh, exemptions, taxable exemptions, that come along with that, that type of trust, as well as, the um, the type of thing like if if it's going to be used for agriculture, then you can you can you can file for agricultural exemption. So so as far as I know, that there still will be taxes that have to be paid on the land. But if you buy the acre or however much you're buying outright for cash and, it, and it's yours, then the only thing that you ever have to pay on it are the property taxes. But like I said, there are ways to uh, lessen 
the amount of taxes, um, uh, amount of amount of that taxable land or amount of taxes applied to that land, based on the uh, the type of trust that you put it under and the various exemptions that you you apply for for that land. So I know in certain counties, um, you have to find out what the process is to receive that agricultural exemption. And usually you have to show um, that you have that there's an intent to farm or an intent to use the land for that purpose. And, and what that means, it, it varies per county, but that's something that we need to look into so that when you're ready to drop that money on that property, that we know what process you have to go through to, to get those exemptions, those homestead exemptions, those agricultural exemptions, to the point where the property taxes could be $50 a year. The property taxes could be $25 a year. You see what I'm saying? So right. that's, 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 that's what I know about it at this point. Um, if there's anybody else that can weigh in on that, then, you know, please do so. If not, I got a, I got a couple more. And then I got a question for Tahaka about this. Tahaka still here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm still here. All right. This, uh, the bank system, right? Mm-hmm. Now, um, I understand about this whole deposit thing, right? So let me ask yeah. you, like, the company I work for, every paycheck gets direct deposit. Is that something similar that I can take that money that's already in my bank and then uh, and um, and 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 uh, do the loan so I can grab some of that money, put it in another bank, and I do it like that? How long does it take? You know what I'm well, saying? If you if you if you got direct deposit, we ain't got the nine minutes. If you got direct deposit. When you get uh, some money in the bank, walk in the bank, get a loan of $400 using what you got in there as collateral, and then go manual in the other three banks. But eradicate or withdraw from the whole system. Hmm. All right. All right, and uh, the abundance, um, the more equity group, um, this uh, is to the you know to start uh, working with you. Is this like a month to month thing, or how? Yeah. How much does it take to start? It's um, in the agreement, it's going to be something that um, you can afford, that you can be consistent on. Like we don't want you to be like a hundred dollars a month, and then you don't keep up with it. So um, I'm working on that right now to come out with different uh, payment plans. Because remember, okay. originally, originally, I, you weren't at the first few ones, but originally Brother Dalo was like, you know, we want people, we want an aggressive plan for 5000 at the end of the year. So um, we're yeah, working really on something a little bit that. more flexible for the people. Right. Because I did the, the math on that. That was like $96. Uh, every week for a whole year, that'll come up thousand dollars. Yeah, we're still gonna roll with that. We're still gonna roll with that because some people actually can afford that. We under us un- underestimate ourselves, so some people can actually afford that. But there's other people that can only afford maybe ninety dollars a week, and that that finance can go towards other things. Also, if you're not able to do that, we are looking for sponsors for the actual summit of the more. So that's another. Um, request that you could put in for at the Moore's Equity at gmail dot com. 
Like if you just want to do a one-time sponsorship or if you just want to, you know, something like that. Okay. Um, now what's going to um, ask you, now let's say I want to start this uh, month-to-month type of thing, right? Is, is, uh, is Like do I have to give you a bank account that you can take it uh, out of the bank account? Or you, do you want me to like, email, uh, uh, like mail it to you like on a... Uh, uh, we have an automatic payment. We have an automatic payment system that you'll be utilizing. Okay. So we and we're that, you know we're up to date. You can even use PayPal you know for stuff like that. If you don't have the actual bank with if you don't bank with uh, SunTrust, then um, you know we have have it where PayPal can automatically debit your account every month. Okay. So and, to get on why, that list. Of the people who can get this information, it's Moore's Equity Group at gmail.com. I'm also going to be sending out an email to people who are interested in being on the task force, meaning like, you know, putting that the, the think the think tank. All right. The the think tank. What? Yes. Because, for the example, think- there's a few people that I met at the summit that were like, I want to put up a, fi- a five thousand dollars. But they um, wanted to be a little bit more included in the process, so they were willing to put up their 5000 right now. So um, right. I, I wanted to put together a think tank, not something that's going to take up too much time, but basically um, just putting, you know, our heads together about some things and just moving forward, just a think tank. Okay, okay. People are really you know, interested in this piece for, as the Summer of the Moors, the Moors Equity Group. That's it. So when we have our next, when we have our um, actual the summit, when we have a breakout session for the Moore's Equity Group, we'll have more people involved in sitting down, like as far as the panel is concerned, and uh, people can address the other people who are part of that group. Right. Because I think I, this is the way I think if uh, when I get my truck, which is pretty soon, you know what I'm saying, the next couple of months, then I can drop that 5000 on 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 the next summit. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't mind. I don't mind at all, man. I mean, if I I mean, like, what you're doing is real crucial, Brother Ray, because um, a major aspect of what we're doing is distribution. So even though you're, you know, your first truck is not necessarily, like, we're not going to be, you know, distributing cars and stuff like that, because I know that's the line of trucking that you're into, but... You know, just learning the trucking business and all of that is crucial to what we're doing because we have, just on the phone right now, we've got like five or six different products that need uh, distribution. So, you know, I really want you to email me and stay in contact with me. I know I have your information because, um, like I said, we run in a tight ship. So I'm paying attention to the people who are real serious about this, and you're one of them. So thank you. No, uh, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, well, I say, I mean, I, I, I enjoy, I enjoyed the heck out of this more summit thing. I really loved it. I'm, I missed out on the last two, but I enjoyed myself so much. The energy was crazy. It was, it was awesome. I, I, I was, I, I, I loved it. I love to support. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, you know, it's, it's for us. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for so sure. I thank you, everybody. That I thank everybody, everybody, brother Son- Soniara, Bundan, 
Blue Pill, Red Pill, you know what I'm saying? Um, everybody that was there, you know, I, I loved it, and and I can't wait next time. Get ready, cause I want to bring a month, like a group of people. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, bring them. That's right. Especially, especially truck drivers. You know, they're willing to. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's what I'm trying to do. Gather a, a group of truck drivers. So that's all I really know, truck drivers. So. You know what I'm saying? With that, uh, I, I'm going to leave uh, the phone off, and uh, I, I really do appreciate what you guys are doing, and I'm going to definitely always keep in touch. Thank you, brother. Peace. All right, right. Peace, brother. Yes. Peace you want to call us, 347-637-2135. Real quick, 347-637-2135. We only have about one or two more callers. Put your hands up. We're going to take these callers. And call it a night afterwards. But if you want to journey with us, we got 90 seconds left. Three four seven six three seven twenty one thirty five. Call it from the eight six two eight six two seven five four eight six two. Caller, you are on the air. Peace. Peace, caller. All right, we're going to move this thing Just forward. breathe it and stop. Is that Dominic? 860-860-680. 860-680. Call a piece. Yes. Talk to me, man. How y'all doing? Um, well, my question to the brother earlier that was talking about the um, banking thing with little money. So let's say if I save money in regards to under $200 a week, I had to put that in four different banks. Is that what I'm hearing, brother? I'm early to nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. All you want to do is open up a bank account. $200 a week. Just start putting $5 in there a week. Yeah, that's, that's, that was normally the plan that I, I was thinking, even going on to this year, saying, trying to figure out, saying, let me try to see if I save a little, see what, what happens. Yeah. yeah, the goal is $400 in the account to get the loan. That's all. If you get, mm-hmm. if you get in a crap game and you win some extra money, put something in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You got <laughs> crap game. Oh, my goodness. Y'all, y'all are like that. Yeah. Amazing. That's all right, it, for the call. Oh, wait, 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 another thing. Um, Abundance, you there? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, I said that y'all looking for land. It's only certain states that you're looking for for connects about certain All of land. them. All of them. All of them? Okay. I see but more right, specifically right now, let's just stay on um, on task. Right now we're looking for in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah, that would probably make more sense. Okay. Anyway, you guys could explain this thing with the um, come on, find on a blog about something that the government might have another shutdown. If anybody could briefly explain that, if possible. Uh, um, why would that affect us if we're not? Uh, no, um, I'm, just, I'm just asking. No, I'm just asking. Um, because sometimes you know the how the question is. How is that mm-hmm. really going to affect us? A lot of us are, most of us are, none of us are government employees, right? Yeah. So yes, I was just saying that so now, sometimes. Lots of governments and dollars don't affect investors. 
Okay, that's good. It, that's it, it don't flinch. Okay, that's good. Makes sense. All right. And 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 also, if you're just following everything, you know, uh, the pres, the so-called president, all of them, they've all reached a deal to whole avert that whole situation. But really, it's not something that, if you think about it, it's not something that really affects us. Like we we got to get mm-hmm. out of that state of mind. Like when I said we um, are going to work as a cooperative with the Morris Equity Group, even though we didn't utilize that route in incorporating it. We have to remember that we are not this government, like this corporation, all right? Mm-hmm. Like we are the government. So if we keep thinking that way, all of those things that ail those people who are in alignment with the capitalist economic, you know, finance of the United States and the Vatican and, and England and all of that, that's nothing to do with us. All right. Mm-hmm. The only thing it has to do with us is when we're going to get a commercial grip on some stuff and we are going to be in control of the contracts we make with them. That's how we need to be looking at this. Okay. All right. Very, very firm. Mr. All right. Like, thank you. You're all right. Yeah. All right, Pills. Um, if any other questions, I'll raise my hand very quickly. But thank you. Indeed. 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 With that right. being that being said, <laughs> we definitely want to thank the panel. We want to thank the participants. We want to thank everyone who sent their positive love, light, and energy to the summit. We want to thank those who have, um, you know, now just caught on. Even if, even if you caught on late. We want to, in advance, thank the um, attendees of the upcoming summit because we know that the house will be packed. We are going to be live streaming to the world. So those that can't physically be there, at least they can be there in cyberspace. Uh, you know, and there are going to be some some upgrades and some improvements that will allow people to virtually participate. Um, much more actively, you know? But more importantly, we are excited about the time between now and then and the work that is going to be done, the fun that we are going to be having, you know, the tight, uh, the tight, the tighter knitting of the collective, you know what I'm saying, the people that experience this wonderful summit, this wonderful forum that are going to, continuously uh, start moving on the things that we learned in the summit and making it do what it do. The work is the most important thing, so that's what we have to look forward to. We want to give a shout-out to everyone that attended tonight's class. We really hope that you learned something that was useful. You know, we hope that we have upgraded your level of information and inspired you to participate as well. Okay? Thank you. So with that being said, um, you know, we want everyone, we want to open up the floor and allow you all to have parting words as well. This is a family affair. Well, I'll start by saying this is uh, Sundiata. I will, I will end my portion saying that um, agriculture is the backbone of the earth, point blank. You can't get around it. 
There ain't nothing. I mean, the the land that you build houses on is land. So acquire the land. Uh, the science of caring for the land and animals also is called husbandry. So be a good husband to the land, and know that without the land and and positive constant interaction with it, giving thanks and praises for the ground that you walk on because it's holy. It's holy ground. And knowing that at some point in time, some ancestor or ancestors had works going on on that land. So ask for permission to be on that land, to work it, to plow it, to cultivate it, to utilize it for the betterment of society, for the betterment of humanity. And just continue to keep in mind that we're stewards of the earth. You know, so when you step into this realm, you got to really take it seriously. And as long as we keep that in mind and begin to hook up with like-minded folks are interested in actually cultivating land, those who are actually interested in being farmers and interested in getting their hands dirty, link up with those people. And let's get this thing going. Let's 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 grow. Grow where you are. Let's grow collectively. And let's pass this down to our, our, our future generations and our children. Alright, with that, I yield my time and I say peace. Red pill, blue pill, abundance, Tahartha, Dalo, everybody listening. Much love, respect, and I'll catch everybody on the rebound. Thanks to you, bro. Peace. All right, I'll go. I'll go yeah. next. Uh, and my my position is that your power lies between your ears, right in the main frame, as you're calling the brain. Use that properly, and you'll go where you want to go. And that's all I have to add. Thank you all. Thank you, Peace. brother. Uh, and uh, abundance. Um, we're not in competition with any of our brothers and sisters of the same pedigree and descent. You know what I mean? We want all of us to make it. We want our babies to make it. We want our babies, babies, babies to make it. And the summit of the Moors, the entities and the individuals that make up that group, we don't require any validation from anybody, period. That's what's going to make us stand out from the rest of everyone else. And that's what's going. To, that's what's keeping us winning. Peace. 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 And um, I want to give this shout out to my brother, my brother Sharif, that's out here in Atlanta in the A town. I lost your number, so if you hear this program, holler at me. All right, while I'm out here, um, like I said, the Tracy Martin show is coming. Very soon, this is a, a very special show. It's a very dear show. Uh, you know, we, we, we ask the family to look forward to that. You can start emailing questions that you have to pmorpheus at gmail.com, P-M-O-O-R-P-H-E-U-S at gmail.com. If there's any kind of questions dealing with conspiracy theories and things of that nature, uh, you know, you don't even got to send them because I'm not going to ask those kind of questions. Uh, so if the family wants to get 
some real um, honest feedback about the man and his family and the life and the legacy of his son, what his plans are for forward progression, you know, what his family used to stay together in terms of keeping their sanity in place, keeping their unit intact, you know, those things, tips for strength, things of that nature, you know. If you want to know about his religion, you want to know about his spirituality, things of that nature, you know. You want to know about Trayvon, what type of child Trayvon was. If you want to know the things that they don't tell you on CNN and Fox News, then send your questions in and we will be asking them, okay, to the brother Tracy Martin on a very, um, on a show that's upcoming very soon. All right? So, with that, I want to say, again, thank you for joining us and hearing us out. Friday, we will definitely be coming back with another explosive episode. ATL is still in the ATL. Shout out to the A-Town family. There's some things that are uh, so Messiah, you know what I'm saying? We just seen the God. Shout out to Trust the God. Rest in peace, too. Yeah, shout out to Coach Tyer, my big brother, Coach Tyer. He's kicking it with the coach. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to DJ Nando, all right? Brother that got his life taken from him last night here in the A-Town. You know what I'm saying? He was he was big in the hearts and the minds of the people out here. They knew him. Mm. Everyone knew him. Said that he was an outstanding individual, you know. First, uh millionaire DJ to break the Forbes list. And we just, you know, we, we, we had the pleasure of meeting the brother the other night when we, t- when we touched down here. And he, he looks like us, you know what I'm saying? He has the same phenotype as us from our tribe, more than likely. You know, he was shot in his head last night um, out in front of his residence. And this is a brother that everyone loves, so the whole city is lamenting at this particular moment. There's a lot of... um you know, reflection taking place. People are, you know, on guard. They're, they're reevaluating certain things, and these are those periods and times where you can really get through to an individual because their eyes are wide open, and, you know, people are actually looking for another way, you know what I'm saying, a way out. They want to get away from that element. So with that being said, you know, these programs are essential and we have to look at it as that, you know, these programs and these moves that we're making, are, these are the building blocks for the civilization that we're talking about. These are actually the implementation phases of the plans that people speak so eloquently about, but they don't get off the planning board. They don't get past the planning phase. This is the feet and the hands in the dirt, you know what I'm saying? This is actualization. You know, the babies are participating. They're in the audience. They're seeing what this is. This is tangible, all right? Shout out to the Kate Hill Empowerment family, all right? And, and, you know, these are the levels, the second and third tiers of what we were always talking about in regards to investment, getting your fiat together with these more easier programs that can create residual income, and then you're taking that fiat and you're putting it into something, you know, that can buy you a brick that ultimately goes into a house, you know what I'm saying, metaphorically speaking. So 
all of these things are available. We got another show coming soon with our brother, the Mooney Twins, and their investment program, and they got some wonderful things to bring to you. Red Pill is definitely going to be doing his dissertation on all of the, uh, the money networks that he's tapped into. So there's many, many ways uh, for the family to tap in to finance, to tap into fiat. You know, economics is all about the, the, the decisions that you make pertaining to the, uh, the resources that you have available to you. So we want to help people make the best financial decisions in this particular cycle. This particular cycle is very much about making the right decisions in the right time and moving forward, okay? And we want to do that collectively as a unit, all right? All of the suffering and, and the despair and everything that's happening outside of the house, we need to close the door, pull down the shades, you know what I'm saying, and put up some insulation on the window so you don't hear all the crying and the lamenting. And, you know, you got to wipe your hands and say, look, I'm sorry. I got to turn my back on that and I got to focus what's going on inside of this house. Those that answered the call, those were ready for the next phase of things. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, Lord, Lord, Lord. It's going to get real ugly out there. It's going to get real ugly out there. I don't want to be outside of that house, that insulation, you know what I'm saying? And I don't want the family to be outside of it either. So we're building that bridge right now. We're asking you, you know, just to be serious about this. Actually, you can even go and watch, from what I understand, the live stream is still up for the Summit of the Moors. You can see the presentation you know, in its entirety. You could go to Ustream, right? What do you punch in the Ustream red? Some of the Moors. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Go to Ustream, type in some of the Moors, and you can watch the entire presentation for yourself. Sit back with your family in the comfort of your living room, right off your laptop, even off your phone if you want to. You know what I'm saying? And watch what's being said, take this information and implement it. But don't do it on your own. Don't move as a solo unit. Become part of the family. Come on in. And Sammy, so I want to say thank you. And um, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. And with that, I want to say peace, love, and light. Peace.